I'm your host for this Simcha. Oh, I already used Simcha. I changed my mind. I'm your host for this Caruso. Scrap it. <laughs> Scrap Podcast it. is over. <laughs> We've gone through every single party type there is. Sorry, boys. That's it. So, I mean, heck, this is episode 52, Eric. Do you know that? 52. That's one episode for every week of the year if you're listening out there. That is. <laughs> you can uh, start yeah. January 1st and have one podcast. Every week for the entire year. What As else are you going to do with your life? That's you partying. I'm your host, Brett Brandis. And joining me, it's my co-host, Eric. Tell him your name. Uh, my name's Eric, and just like Jon Snow, I've always wanted to be a ranger. I think well, I've already made that joke before. Because we're going to review the ranger tonight. Is he a ranger? Is that officially his class? Uh, people, I'm sure they have like a Game of Thrones. What class each of the things, you know, how they do that? Yeah, well, the uh, the 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 Night's Watch, that's what the, the people out there are called. They go off. He's like, I've always wanted to be a ranger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I feel like his class wouldn't actually be ranger. He's no, it would probably fighter. be like a fighter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to be reviewing the ranger. But before we get to that, we're back at the pate. What you be drinking for this one? Well, I'm, uh, I'm cooking some steaks today. So I, I'm making a red wine sauce. So I'm having some of the ah, leftover so you have red, red wine. wine. On the side. Mm-hmm. You used that red said red wine in the cooking. I, I will. Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, well. Okay. Sometimes Which means it's fine. there's like cooking wines. There's like yeah. There's like yeah. They're, they're like, not that good. Don't do. Yeah. Don't drink this. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Mean, don't drink this. You only really want cooking wine if you're buying like a lot of it. <laughs> you don't want to spend money. But it's just like, oh, you know, whenever I have a steak, I buy like a $14 bottle of wine. It's like good. I'm not a wine guy. So like crappy wine oh, is good I, for me to drink. I'm with you on that. Like even if you are a wine person, I feel like if you're it's not a good smoothie, stuff for under $20. You'll realize yeah. like, yeah, that, like $14 is still a fine. You can get good wine. Exactly. So it's like, oh, I kind of make a night of it. Have the steak, make some sauce, then I just have like a like glass and a half, two glasses of wine. Nice. That sounds enjoyable. Well, you know the Ranger class, Eric. They had to. They did double of everything. They right? I mean, that, that's how it works. They did. Do- Why do I say that? Well, it's because I'm in <laughs> the Woodford Reserve double oaked today. Yep, that's the one thing we all know about Rangers. They <laughs> double stuff. everything up. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they had to double back on the Ranger class in general, which we're going to talk about uh, why they <laughs> yeah. did that. Uh, so that is why I'm drinking. They had to put it back in the barrel, for it, uh, and that's why this is uh, double oak. And the whole point of the double oak is that they like took whiskey that was from a barrel and then put it right back into another new barrel. And I get, and it, it does something to the whiskey. Like Tried to sneak out, and it's like, hey, get back in that barrel. Yeah, they shove it into a brand new, another brand new oak barrel, and it really does... You'd think it would get, like, even more ridiculous in flavor and stuff, but it, for some reason, just makes it sweeter. You'd think it would taste, Magic. like, chalkier and smokier and, like, ridiculous. Like, it just honestly gets, like, sweet, like ice cream sweeter kind of deal, which is interesting. That might be the two quarts of ice cream you mixed it with. 
<laughs> rest of you can't see it. Brad is just enough, spooning ice cream like, in his if mouth. I had to recommend to someone if they wanted, like, you know how people do, like, the splash of liquor on their ice cream and whatnot? This would be the perfect whiskey for that. That would, like, this is the one that you'd pair with a vanilla ice cream for sure. All right, back on the D and D episode, though, uh, I missed the last D and D episode, but I'll recap kind of where because it's been a while since we've done a D and D episode. Yes, so. and a lot of things. crap happened. A lot of crap happened. You're right. Most <laughs> notably, so I'll start from where I remember, and that was we were stuck in the eye, which was our paladin's main hub of of action, where kind of he came from, where he worships his god. And uh, he rolled up with our party, which uh, includes two tieflings that worship uh, pretty bad gods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And like it, and this is this is kind of on him as well as like because he created the order, and he's like, okay, if we don't really care about like little squabbles, you know, like oh, like somebody stealing from another person, we don't really care about that. What we care about is if like fiends or people from uh, like. The like Shadowfell or other planes are coming in to, uh, you know, fuck shit up. <laughs> so we really hate like the lower planes. <laughs> and I'm like, cool, got it. Uh, there's a tiefling warlock who worships Asmodeus and another tiefling cleric who worships uh, our Shio version Gorath. of Shio Gorath, who's yeah. extremely chaotic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, and part of his story arc is he's like understanding that, hey, maybe the strict lawful good isn't like the most lenient of of things and certain circumstances exceptions should be made but his order is not about it (laughs) yeah yeah so that that's where we're at so we we kind of he fought to defend himself against like oh why did you do all these things why do you why are these people part of your party uh and then kind of we had like an intense moment where our warlock got trapped down in their dungeons all of a sudden he got like teleported there and we had to be like oh shit where did he go so we had to like go find him and then by the time we did brought him back up the the paladins basically had a coup against us so (laughs) they were like what the hell's going on why are they doing this why why are these people here clearly you guys are bad people uh we shouldn't let this paladin be part of our order anymore so they voted our paladin out of his own order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you kind of learn that the guy who was leading this coup against you guys maybe has a little side deal going on. It. Yeah, with... yeah. We had like a, along the way learned that there was, yeah, someone within the order that was bad. And so they, they kind of weaseled their way on kicking us out. Yeah. So they, they, uh, they're, they may or may not be involved in a cult of Orcus, which again, not cool with the eye, but you know, there's uh, some they don't stuff know it, on. they're not aware yeah. of it, they but they were aware that people of our party were probably privy to some bad stuff, so we got kicked out, yeah, understandably and all, so, yes, especially because <laughs> the uh, the dungeon is like specially made to block the powers granted from the lower plane, so the warlock didn't have any uh, power, but. He did a cool thing, so I gave him a spell slot. <laughs> he escaped. Also broke somebody else out. Yeah. <laughs> I was also Who in the was dungeon. the coolest new character I've ever seen. Right. And of I course, hope I see him again. He of course, walked out of there. Yes. And, <laughs> and, of, and of course, everyone loves him because I ha- I just made him up on the spot. Because he's like, maybe I can, maybe I can <laughs> oh, of course free he's the somebody else. In the game. <laughs> yeah, I just you know kind of made him up. And everyone's like, 
oh, this guy's awesome. Yeah, we should go where he is. I'm just like, well, guy. <laughs> meanwhile, I have all these NPCs with like three pages of lore. Be like, oh, this is how they relate to the world. And but blah, the blah, one blah. you like on the spot, click made. We're all like, he has the best backstory. He's the best character. Who's <laughs> this guy? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, why do you, why are you in the dungeon? I was like, uh, maybe this thing happened. They're like, oh, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, why do I put it? <laughs> yeah, why? Why do I try? <laughs> All you DMs out there know exactly what. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, clearly is. the coolest character you've ever made has been the one that you're like, I don't know, a guy named Flibib Gabab is here, and you're like, everyone's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was just like, yeah, his name was like Dexiel. Gave him a thing. It was like, oh, he ignites the wooden stake on like green flame. And everyone's like, oh, that's so dope. (laughs) And he walked out of there and I was sold. I was like, all right, that guy's the man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So I was like, all right, I guess I have to make him a real character now. (laughs) Okay. So our current plan is to kind of do a sweeping motion to see kind of the rest of the land and along the way kind of hit little points here and there that we know like oh we're near here we want to do this right now oh yeah who had something in this town all right let's keep going yeah because basically what i uh you you kind of called me out on a little bit because i all the interesting stuff i was like go west <laughs> there's all this <laughs> stuff out there that yeah. i made and everyone's like let's just hang around here i was just like nope it's over there now <laughs> go over there so the plan is to go and buy a ship uh at yes. the coast um but you uh, got into a coastal city and basically just had like two hours of shopping because you had. Okay, so I missed a shopping insane episode. Amount of money, yeah. So you missed a shopping episode. Oh, we did have an insane amount, right? You noticed. I remember last episode actually. You were kind of like going through everyone's inventory and just like double checking everything, <laughs> yeah. and we're just like, "Holy crap! <laughs> they yeah, have too much like, money oh right my now. Gosh. <laughs> like they need something to do, do with that." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Uh, maybe on the side, we could discuss some things my character might want on the shopping episode since since I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, on the side. All right. Excellent. Well, let's get into the Ranger class then. Uh, this is an interesting class. I think it was historically the worst class in D&D 5e when Definitely. it premiered. Yeah, before was, any of the expansion works came out, this yes. was like the joke base, class. Base game. Base game. Yeah. Right, let's say, like just player's handbook. Player's like, handbook. It was like ranger. it came out and like it's sad because Ranger is one of like the go-to when you're new to D D, you're like, I wanna play Legolas! Yay! And yeah. people click the Ranger and they're like, Ranger time. I wanna shoot the bow and ha ha ha. And then their class just blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, you know what? You can do something, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If it's perfect, if everything, al- if the stars align, you may be useful. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Probably maybe. Not. maybe. And there's really Probably. only one class that's useful. <laughs> yeah, of the two. Right. One was like border, like seriously unplayable. Actually, <laughs> actually, just you were. Is the worst class, you heard, and it was probably the one that people like wanted to play the most. Yeah, that are yeah. brand new and like I want to yeah, have this, and you're like, oh god, of course you do, uh, right? Yeah, play this and, and as a as a DM, I fortunately I haven't really come across this too much, but right. like if somebody just wants to play like that bad character, character I'm just like, I, <laughs> I don't want to tell <laughs> you no. But it's not going to work out as well as you want to, yeah. or it's going to be kind of on me to like fix it yeah. <laughs> as we go on. 
That with all this said, though, they rejigged it. They they kind of totally gave life to the class. Uh, they oh, came yeah. out with all the modules, awesome. and with that, they created a bunch of stuff. So every single they kind of did it in an interesting way too, where like just now every single level has the traditional option and then an optional option. Uh, and kind of how it works out is that you take the optional option. 99.9% of the time. it's You know what I mean? Like, they just kind of changed the class. But they're like, if you liked the feature they initially gave you, take it. But uh, you should probably take these updated options that are useful. Because right. we had to completely change the class to make it uh, useful. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, starting off with the Ranger class, uh, its first level, it has the favored enemy. Well, actually, let's start with the it's a it's a D10 for for uh, for rolls, which is yep. decent health pool. Because uh, yeah, it's the same a, a as a fighter slash yeah. spellcaster class, right? It has yeah, it's a it's a half caster, half caster. But because of that, it's got a nice big uh, health pool. Uh, it's you know got a few proficiencies: light armor, medium armor, shield, simple weapons, martial weapons. Its saving throws is strength and dex. Those are okay. Yeah, the the dex is pretty nice. Dex Strength is pretty nice. almost never comes up. Strength never, but grappling, you know, if it. Or those are grappling, yeah, those, those are, are checks. Those are checks, but they use the strength, don't they? Or no, they can use dex too. So yeah, those are. Those are yeah. Right. Um, and we won't go over the equipment. Who cares? You know, it's the usual crap. Favorite enemy and favorite foe is the optional one. We'll go over favorite enemy first. This is what they left you off with at level one in the base game. Is that you have to choose a favored enemy? Now they list you like basically any enemy type in the yeah, game. Yeah, you can pick a type, so like beasts or aberrations or oozes. Yeah, if you wanted to. And it says like, or you could select two races of humanoid, which I don't love, but <laughs> that mm -hmm. you have to like select types of humanoids is like yeah. So thing. that would be like like um. Can I like select orcs. humans? Yeah, you I could do humans. Know. Well, that'd be a good one to select. Yeah, because humans is like a sub... It's talking about like, yeah, you can do humans, elves, half-elves, dwarves, like you know, stuff like that. Pretty decent one to select. Uh, you have advantage on survival checks to track your favorite enemies, uh, as well as intelligence checks to recall information about them. You also learn uh, a language of your choice spoken by your favorite enemies. Uh that that's it and then you gain an additional language and an additional favorite enemy at sixth level and 14th level with this favorite enemy it's it's not great it's, 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 it's yeah see this is kind of the the thing where if you if you're playing like a one shot it's kind of nice because you're just like hey we're gonna do the descent into we're gonna do it one shot like descent into avenues we're like cool fiends i'm gonna pick fiends as my favorite enemy and it's gonna be awesome or yeah. we're playing Curse of Strahd. I'm going to pick Undead, and it's vampires. going to be sweet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Undead uh, are vampires, correct? Yeah. Okay, yeah, exactly. then, right. You select Undead, and it's like, bam. It's like, like awesome. we're good the whole time. The, yeah, pretty much <laughs> the entire time. But yeah, if, you, if you're if you going into it, and you just have no idea what it's going to be, you kind of be like, uh, okay, I guess I'm going to pick Monstrosities? We're going to come across <laughs> those at some point. That sounds cool. Someone just selects uh, dragons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dragons are like you're almost always going to come into a dragon at some point. But yeah, it's uh, but he, at some point. <laughs> at some point, yeah. <laughs> Don't you Eric, love when you your ability you're going to use once Rapid. per campaign? Yeah. Uh -huh. hey. Ah, 
Yeah. Uh, okay. So let's let's go over favored foe just to show you the kind of difference it makes. The favored foe replaces a favored enemy feature, so you're going to take this instead, uh, and it works with a later on feature. Uh, when you hit a creature with an attack roll, you can call on your mystical bond with nature to mark it as a favored enemy for one minute. So it's kind of just like, I can mark anything as my favored enemy. Uh, the first time on each of your turns that you hit the favored enemy and deal damage to it, including when you mark it, you can increase that damage by 1d4. So you get an and extra, can, yeah. Yeah, you get an extra d4 damage to any to anything because you just mark it as your favorite thing and then you use it and you get an extra d4 damage. And you can use it a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus and you'll gain all of that whenever you take a uh, long rest. That damage die will increase uh, to a d6 at 6 and a d8 at 14. So just it just gives you a little extra blip of damage. Just a little extra. Forever. Uh, just... Forever, just like yeah. every enemy, uh, only only a number of times. I mean, your pro bonus, like early on, that's like once. <laughs> yeah, and and it's like a specific thing. So like it's like this zombie is my favorite enemy, and when that zombie dies, I have to use it again in the next zombie. I think I'm yeah, pretty sure that's but, how it works. You know, it it, it does, but like it almost. But doesn't like matter. the boss, cool. <laughs> yeah, but now again, you get, you're only yeah. going to use it four to five times tops, and then it gonna go away <laughs> it's gonna stop doing yeah. its thing <laughs> so i don't know just a little extra damage you know but but that's nice you know just that's nice 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 little attack little extra little little blip of damage uh that's so it's much better i i think you're gonna take that again like i said 99.9 percent .9 of the time unless you're in that campaign where you want to be tracking things always like that's the scenario yeah and like I'm just going to allow both <laughs> because like the favorite enemy thing, you like totally it is kind of yeah, cool right. and flavorful, enemy, right? So the favorite enemy is so like, whatever, just let him have it. it yeah. You have advantage on tracking essentially. And also like, it's very, and it gives it's you very, languages, which is kind of cool. Gets you languages. And it's like, Hey, why is your favorite enemy constructs? Huh? Like then you have to write that into your backstory. That's oh, that is fun. true. Yeah. Let them have it, especially just to yeah make them more role played. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. You also get something else at level one, uh, the natural explorer. Uh, you're familiar with a type of natural environment, and you're adept at traveling in such regions. You can choose, you know, Arctic, coast, desert, forests, grasslands, mountains, swamps, underdarks. Uh, whenever you make an intelligence or wisdom check related to your favorite terrain, your proficiency bonuses doubled. Uh, this is really sweet. Actually, this one comes up a lot more when you're yeah. like party and you're traveling through the woods i mean that is like the easiest one to choose like <laughs> if, yeah exactly gonna, it's like lot, you're gonna the be in woods. the woods you're, you're gonna, gonna be in the, the forest and you're just and every it, you know things are hidden but you have a huge multitude of bonuses mm. difficult terrain doesn't slow down your group's travels your group can't become lost except by magical means even when engaged uh in another activity while tra uh, traveling you're, you remain alert to danger, so nothing can surprise you usually. If you're traveling alone, you can move stealthily at a normal pace. So that means you'll get like a normal stealth roll instead of, I don't know, disadvantaged or however. Mm. Yeah, so that. usually like if you're moving stealthily, you can only move half your speed. Half speed right? so, so now you, you get full speed. Uh, you when you forage, you find twice as much food. Okay. <laughs> big. It's big. <laughs> big one, right? Uh, and when tracking other creatures, you know their exact number, their size, and how long before they pass through the areas. 
So pretty freaking sweet. It also, uh, so, uh, so that's the original. That's the original. And then they have an optional one called the Deft Explorer that they use to update it, which honestly, the Natural Explorer was pretty sweet in and of itself, yeah. just having that. Uh, this is what the Deft Explorer did. Uh, it gives you canny at first level, which gives you a skill proficiency, which is pretty sweet. And your proficiency bonus is doubled, making the chosen skill. So you get like one super skill. Yeah, you get expertise and something. In something, which is really sweet. Uh, at sixth level, you get roving, which just baseline increases all your speeds by five. Pretty cool. Pretty nice. And then tenth level is tireless. As an action, you can give yourself a number of temporary hit points equal to a D8 plus your wisdom mod. Uh, and you could use that a number of times equal to proficiency bonus. That's insane. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty nice. And in addition, whenever you finish a short rest, your exhaustion level is decreased by one for a short rest. Kind of cool too. Yeah, that that'll come up at some time. Uh, yeah, yeah like the ability just like, to be like that's like a little minor heal for like. It, unfortunately, it's an action, right? That's the that's the ouch part. Yeah, I, I kind of imagine this be like, okay, wake up, I'm going to use tireless. Mm. And then your temporary that's fair. You doesn't have to lose the fight. Yeah, you could. Just, yeah. yeah, it just kind of. Gives you a permanent 1d8. And then maybe during a fight, if you're desperate, you're like, I just got right, yeah, a like, little hey. bit of a buffer up. Exactly. <laughs> so pretty, I mean, I get like, again, here, it's like, what do you give them both? Or do you just like, if they have to choose these? Yeah, this, this one, the natural explorer part, like it does come up a lot. It does come up a lot. I, I agree. Yeah. I think the Natural Explorer comes up a I, lot. I'd probably just choose Natural Explorer. He's like, he's also okay. get another favorite terrain at, at six, which is, which is nice because that kind of falls in line with like, okay, we're in the mountains for the first five levels yeah. of the campaign. Yeah, yeah, we're right, done with right, that. You know now we're going to go into grasslands. Yeah. So it's like, okay, right. now I get another and one. You get an, another additional one at 10th. So yeah. like you'll, by the end, yeah, you'll know like all the types of terrains in your map. By 10th level, you kind of just are... Yeah, good at all of them. Right, exactly. And, yeah, this bonus is it's pretty sweet. I agree. Yeah. Uh but Death of Death Explorer is also pretty sweet. It also is pretty sweet. Also pretty sweet. I mean that too. The the skill an expertise skill proficiency is just like bam. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, that that is pretty nice. And you get to two uh two more additional languages. Two more if, languages. If you like that sort of thing. Okay, this is this is your linguist class right here. Right. <laughs> <Basically>. <laughs> There's a whole feat that gives you that, I think. Yeah, plus the the favorite enemy gives you a, another language. So you're you're talking like three additional languages at level one. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Pair that with like I don't know whatever like a, a level one wizard that has like the five languages thing or whatever. Right. Yeah. The, like you the background everything. that just gives you everything. Yeah. At level two, you can speak everything. Uh. All right. That's it for level one. Level two gives you uh the traditional fighting style, except. Uh, Rangers have quite a bit of choice here. They actually they have uh, some additional options, which is uh, pretty cool. Uh, one of the main ones is archery, which is kind of the one everyone's going to choose if you're yep. doing the Ranger, which is plus two to attack rolls with ranged weapons. Really good fighting style. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, that's your this this one especially is really good because sharpshooter feet that you will inevitably take if you're a any sort of ranged. Uh, martial class down the line it kind of they kind of stack really nicely together but yeah right. it's like at, when you get the higher levels you're just gonna hit everything you'll <laughs> just be like oh man i rolled a two does a 17 hit <laughs> it's just gonna be kind of nuts 
the next one is blind fighting. This is like this is weird. It's you have a blind sight with range of ten feet. If you you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover, even if you're blinded or in darkness, and you can also see an invisible creature within that range. I, I you know. There's, there's like, ways to pair this with darkness, but, like, it's not worth it, I don't think. <laughs> yeah, this seems more like a uh, like a flavor thing. Like, yeah, I don't know what it means, but... It, it, you have to jump through a crap ton of hoops to make this useful. And I yeah, and also, I way. don't get the whole total cover thing. Like, if, I, if I'm, like, so in tune with my hearing that I can, like, sense movement to such a degree that I effectively can see them, why right. is, like... Oh, he's behind a picket fence, so can't, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, like God forbid. Yeah, yeah. So don't love that. Uh, Druidic war. Oh, well, defense is the other basic one. That's plus one to AC. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's got handle that, and that's a good one to just take. Uh, Druidic warrior is an interesting one. This is one that's only really available to rangers, uh, and this gives you basically the magic initiative feat. But for druids, <laughs> yeah, and it's pretty you get sweet. Two cantrips from the druid spell list. They count as ranger spells from you, and wisdom is your spell casting for this. Uh, and whenever you gain a level in this class, you can replace a cantrip with another cantrip from the druid spell list. So it just gives you two druid cantrips. The one nice thing, um, it, if you want to play, there's like guidance in there. Guidance shillelagh is a popular one. Shillelagh is good because if you uh, if you want to play like a melee. Uh, one you can I think should just should allow you to use your wisdom modifier instead of your dex maybe I forget I think it uh yes instead of well instead of strength it says which is awkward right yeah so if you have, if you have like I don't know because if, it's usually it's usually for a melee weapon it's like yeah. you can't use it with a ranged weapon it's like for the that's true but yeah but yeah so you can but yeah use guidance wisdom, there's so. some, there's some cool cool spells you can take. Yeah. Uh, and then He's also Dueling. pointing out rangers don't have any cantrips. No, you're right. Yeah, they are spellcaster, like we mentioned, but they have no cantrips. Yeah, so you do get like two cantrips. So that itself is like pretty useful. Pretty nice. Especially when you um, get the more useful one. You know, they, they, it, you get, a, like we said, the, the guidance, which is just like a blatantly useful one all around and then you can grab something like druid craft to do some funky things here and there if you wanted yep or you can grab a damaging one you can grab you know thunderclaps thorn whips kind of deal frostbite yeah frostbite yeah whatever some cool ones in there uh dueling which is if you're wielding a melee weapon in one hand and no other weapons you get a plus two to damage with that weapon so this is more for the up close ranger thrown weapon fighting is an interesting one uh, if it has the thrown property as part of the attack you make with the weapon, uh, you get a plus two to the damage roll for thrown weapons. That's mm-hmm. really cool. I like that that they added this into the game. Is like yeah, they really fight. increased these fighting style options. Just be like ah, whatever you want to do. There's going to be yeah, something. yeah. They did a good job with that. Like they have of course the two weapon fighting, which is if you have a weapon in each hand, you can add your uh, ability modifier to the damage of the second attack. You usually can't. Then they have, uh, for the Unearthed Arcana, they have some interesting ones, if you want to go over those. They have, like, Close Quarters Shooter. This one's interesting. Whenever you make a ranged attack, if you're within five feet of a hostile creature, right? Because usually, when you're within five feet, yeah, you're at disadvantage. You don't have disadvantage with Close Quarters Shooter. 
And your ranged attacks also ignore half cover and three quarters cover against targets within 30 feet of you. That's kind of interesting. That's kind of like a mini crossbow expert. Yeah, yeah, right. One. So like things can't hide for you. They don't get like the, anything within 30 feet of you, basically, you don't ever get disadvantaged. Right, yeah. <laughs> which, which is, is which a, is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, so, it's pretty nice. It also says you have a plus one bonus to attack rolls on range attacks. So it's also half of archery, which is I just okay. think it's probably better <laughs> overall. Yeah. Because now you never get disadvantaged and you always have a plus one. Probably just better. But I mean I feel like they could have not added that and still made it like, hmm. Like yeah. maybe I want that. Maybe I want to shoot someone within five feet of me because it's such it's such a disadvantage. Yeah. Always come right up to you. And it always gets it because it doesn't have to be the person you're targeting that's within yeah. five feet of you. Yeah. <laughs> you could just be like, well, I'm gonna shoot this guy over here. It's like, nah, this guy <laughs> this guy's right next to you. So you disadvantage, like, ah crap. Yeah. So I, I think that one they they may maybe have made it too good, but that's what that one is. Uh interception is when a creature you can see hits a target that's within five feet of you, you can use your reaction to reduce the damage the target takes by 1d10 plus your proficiency bonus. Uh, You have to be wielding a shield or a simple weapon to use this reaction. Interesting. I don't... I don't remember if I've experienced any rangers that are like shield and sword rangers. <laughs> yeah, I know. This seems like a trying way to think, more but no. kind of guy. Yeah. Uh, Mariner is a fun one for certain campaigns. As long as you're not wearing heavy armor or a shield, you have a swimming speed and a climbing speed equal to your normal speed. And you also get plus one AC. Clearly only meant for a specific campaign. Right, yeah. Uh, tunnel Fighter. As a bonus action, you can enter a defensive stance that lasts till the uh, till your next turn. And while you're in your defensive stand, you can make opportunity attacks without using your reaction. Uh, and you can also use your reaction to make what? a melee attack of a creature that moves. Uh, oh, that's just a normal thing. Yeah, but but yeah. So basically, you can have as many opportunity attacks as you want within the round. It's kind of cool. Mm, I don't like that. It's okay. Yeah, you ba- you rarely ever need more than one. <laughs> yeah. Also, I don't like that. How does that work with Warcaster? We can so can I just like cast five spells at once? <laughs> because with Warcaster, it says like, yeah. oh, when you make an opportunity attack, you can cast a spell instead. Yeah, you probably compare that. That with probably Warcaster. won't come up a lot. Yeah, I, I generally don't like things that break the uh, break the action economy. Because everything else is based around that action economy, so I'm sure there's just some like busted stuff you can do. Yeah, that uh, sounds right to me. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Yeah, you could definitely bust this one because that's it. All all it takes is that you take you you use your bonus action on your turn, and then now and, and put yourself in the right position. Yeah, exactly. So you know, it's hard. It's really it's not the easiest thing to bust ever. But yeah, yeah, you could. <laughs> Uh, unarmed fighting is the last one. If people really want to do that, which is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they had to create this one, right? Uh, it's just like if people want to do this stuff. Like, all right, yeah, sure. why? Uh, yeah, it's like one of those things. Like, hey, why not? Uh, and it's uh, your unarmed strikes now deal one d six plus strength. And if you strike with two free hands, so just totally unarmed, it's a, a d eight. Uh, and and whenever you start to grapple, you can also deal d four bludgeoning to the grappled creature. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's not amazing, but it's pretty cool. Uh, level three. 
we're going to get our Ranger Conclave, which is our classes, which we'll go into all of them. You're also going to get uh, the Primeval Awareness is the original, and then the Primal Awareness is the optional. Primeval Awareness is you can use your action and one Ranger spell slot to focus on the region around you for one minute per level of spell you expend. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. <laughs> you can sense whether the following types of creatures are present within a mile of you. Uh, aberrations, Celestials, Dragons, Elementals, Fey, Fiends, and Undead. It doesn't reveal the location or number. It just kind of tells you that these creatures are around you. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like a weird, bad <laughs> creature spell. And like, th this is also, I think, is kind of just like a legit trap. <laughs> because like, okay, your best case scenario you're tracking maybe there's a fiend that has like some sort of like disguise ability in a city and you're trying to hunt them down and you're like okay i think he's in this building but so okay i'm gonna use a spell slot to get like to figure out uh if he is within a mile of here but like <laughs> you already have to know where this this fiend is within a mile yeah i don't love that it doesn't reveal their location or number. Yeah. I feel like you can give me both of those things. <laughs> like, <laughs> you, you, you can't use this effectively if you're like, hey, down there, there's a bunch of elementals in this dungeon. Because it's like, guess what? There's a bunch. Of, congratulations. You've, you yeah, know that's what I mean. The, like the, I, the elemental dungeon has elementals. What <laughs> congratulations. would be the downs, like, They could have made this at least useful by giving us literally the two things it took away from us. The location mm -hmm. and the number. If, if you gave me those, I think this feat would be worth it. And now yeah, it's and just useless for that. Using your spell, like your half caster. Your spell slots are. Your spell they, slots matter. They matter a lot. Generally, and, they're used for concentration spells because, again, they matter a lot. So you just want right. to use it on the one that you're going to hold. Yeah, and like, it, yeah, and I, and the circumstances where this will actually, like, you will find something you didn't know before is pretty low. Like, <laughs> if you're tracking something down, also, like, the rest of your abilities make you good at tracking something down, so yeah. you're gonna, you're gonna it's, know if it's, it's there. It's pretty unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. But let's go over, here's what the primal awareness does, because I kind of think they just fixed everything that, what they wanted from the first one, they just kind of put it into the second one. So, basically, what's gonna happen with primal awareness is... Uh, you learn additional spells when you reached levels of the class. And it's all the spells that do kind of what they were going for in the flavor of the last one. Mm -hmm. in just a, like, And they split it up over a bunch of spells. So at their level, you'll get Speak with Animals, which is a really useful spell. You can do some really fun things in campaigns with Speak with Animals. <laughs> yep. So, And then the next one gives you Beast Sense, which I imagine allows... Oh, it allows you to like use a beast as a scout essentially. You can kind yeah, of, you kind of like turn a beast into beast. a familiar -ish Yep. Thing. Ninth level, speak with plants. Another hilarious one. Classic spell. All. Yes, I love that one. And then thir by 13th level it's, is when it like really comes into its own. It gives you locate creature. And yep. I feel like that's kind of what they wanted, like we're going for with this yeah, level exactly. one. Yeah, exactly. They're like, we want to give them locate creature, but that's a fourth level spell at level three. But it's a we fourth level to... spell, right. Yeah. So you don't get it till 13th level, which is a good time to get it anyways, because that's when you really need this spell. It's like, like when you're really needing it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe it would be better if you got it earlier, but of course, yeah, most people aren't getting fourth level spells till maybe right. even now anyway. 
So there's locate creature, and then 17th level gives you with commune with nature, which is which kind you, of like is exactly what they exactly yeah, it's exactly level. what you want. <laughs> That's probably where it is. <laughs> but that one's a fifth level spell, and they can't give that to you until yeah. I I love these spells that they chose because basically it was almost like they surveyed all ranger players and they're yeah, like, what yeah. spells did you not <laughs> choose, but you really wanted to choose because yes, you didn't want yes. to waste your third level. Uh, <laughs> you didn't want to waste your second level spell slot in beast sense. Yes. I love it. Uh, beast sense, but that's such a great one for a ranger to have, right? It's yeah, so exactly. flavorful for a ranger. I agree. This list is perfect for just like, and it just gives them to you guys. It's like the third, you know, it just starts ticking on your class and uh, all useful spells. Uh, fifth level gives you the extra attack, like most uh, martial classes, which is pretty sweet. Uh, eighth level's lands stride. At this point, they stopped dividing out, like giving you optional ones, mm -hmm. because it was the early ones that they wanted to fix that were like really bad. Right. These later ones are are pretty good. So Lance Tried, for instance, is moving through non-magical difficult terrain costs you no extra movement, which is a really useful ability yeah. to have. Yeah. Just like you never have to struggle to go through things. It's you don't realize how useful that is until you deal with it. And yeah, like, oh you, God, and that's God. the difficult terrain is one of those DM like gotcha kind of mechanics. Yeah, it is, fight, right? That's exactly you're right. You're just like, yeah. well, this is difficult terrain. So you're like, ah, they're yes. now they can run 30 feet and I can only run 15 feet. Yeah, it's really sweet. Uh, you also pass through non-magical plants without being slowed by them, and you don't take damage from them if they're thorny. Again, it's this is like the screw you DM little of yeah. <laughs> Like, no, you can't fuck with me. Uh, in addition, you have advantage on saving throws against plants, which is hilarious. I love it. I love it. <laughs> uh, it says that they're that are magically created or manipulated to impede movement. So things like the entangle spell, plant growth, for instance. Yeah. Uh, which is just sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's just awesome. <laughs> so cool. Uh, tenth level's hide in plain sight. Uh, you can spend one minute. <laughs> so obviously not useful for combat. Uh, <laughs> I like when the, the ability sounds like you can just be like, I'm right here, I'm gone. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> really what it's saying like you, is like, you yeah. can like, spend some time. <laughs> you're like, you're predatoring yourself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like, you have to have access to fresh mud, dirt, plants, soot. Uh, you know, anything that's naturally occurring to create a camouflage. And uh, once you're camouflaged, you can hide by pressing yourself up against a solid surface. You gain a plus 10 to stealth checks as long as you're there. So it's, <laughs> you're invisible. It's yep. pretty hard to fail. And then uh, if you move or take an action or reaction, uh, you have to camouflage yourself again, obviously before yeah you get so basically out. you're like i'm here staking out something yeah, yeah which is really nice for like being on watch right yep yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just like every ranger is just gonna be like i'll take the watch and then i'll camouflage and like I'll just i am the rock <laughs> and then yeah. nothing's gonna see you before you see them so which is pretty cool yeah and like okay sorry if this one did this one does give you an optional one i oh, guess really? they did feel like it wasn't good enough but I think it's definitely, like, that's a good option. I, yeah. I don't know. Just, like, getting to hunker down. Uh, so they have the Nature's Veil instead. As a bonus action... Oh, okay, this is pretty good, too. <laughs> As a bonus action, you can magically become invisible <laughs> until the start of your next turn. But And you can use this a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. Okay, this is actually kind of OP. That's really good. Until the start of your next turn. 
Yeah, so just to reiterate, so you can so bonus this is, action. That is like invisible. hiding in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, you literally just magically become invisible. And then you can make all of your attacks at, at advantage because you're invisible. And then now you're invisible for their attacks. So you have, uh, you have or they have disadvantage on you. Um, I don't think yeah, you'll get so advantage, though, because at the start of your turn, it will end. Well, no, you bonus action before your attack. Oh, I imagine you'll... Wow, and you don't become uninvisible if you attack? Yeah. It's not it's Why not a spell. doesn't it say you become... <laughs> I feel like like that's totally fine, but you would then appear again, right? Exactly, like, <laughs> like it should be... Yeah, like, it, it should be like that. It's like every other invisibility spell. Like, even yep. my trickery cleric, I can turn invisible too, but as soon as I attack, I am uninvisible again. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I don't... It says until the start of your next turn. So. And actually, my invisibility takes an action to do, not a bonus action. Right. <laughs> which is which kind of fixes it, right? It fixes that whole problem. Exactly, because you can't, yeah, unless yeah. you have, like, haste or something. But, yeah, this is just, like, it. it's, yeah, this is kind of, like... Kind of OP. Like, too good, because especially yeah, at 10th kind of level, proficiency bonus at 10th level is, what, 4? Something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah so being able to do that like four turns in a row is insane. You're basically invisible for the entire combat. <laughs> Pretty much. Because most combats don't last longer than yeah, like, four or five turns. Yeah, a lot of turns. combats, you're right, go four rounds. Oh my god. And you can move yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you'd have to fix that. I feel that like people would start good. breaking that. That seems ridiculous to me. Yeah. Because also you can do, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's 10th level, so it's hard to multiply. But yeah, it, it seems like... Time. Yeah, it feels like this should either be a one-time use thing, or maybe like you yeah, can yeah one-time use things fine, and then maybe like use a spell slot if you want to do it again or something. So there is like a resource. If it's a, like a one-time use thing, I would allow you to have that and hide in plain sight, probably. Yeah, or or do it just the way like an invisibility spell where it's an action. Now. It's an a- or like when you attack, you come out of invisibility. Sure, um, and then you could use it as many times as you want. But yeah, you have to choose. Whether you want the advantage on your attack or whether you want to protect yourself for the next round. Right. Wow, that still might be too good, dude. That's really good. That's really good, yeah. <laughs> that's really, that sounds too good. I would let, I would, I think that's a one-time use kind of deal. Like, yeah. Like Nate, super so good. always choose super nature's good. veil. Uh, if you want to be good. No, that seems OP. Uh, but ridiculous. if you want to be cool, you can do hide in plain sight. Because the, hide in plain sight is super hide plain sight's thematic. more fun for yeah. like the campaign at large. Yeah, exactly. that's why. Like, I feel like the way I would fix it is like give them nature's veil as a one-time use, but then give them hide in plain sight so they can play with that, which being the more right. fun. Fourteenth uh, level, they get vanish, which is hilarious that that now they're like Wait, the vanish again. Hide what? is a bonus action on your turn, but like, why would you do that yeah, when you can just bonus action be invisible? Yeah, <laughs> this should right. be the four. Like the invisibility thing as a 14th level thing, that might be fine. Maybe because 14th level is getting up there. Uh-uh. Yeah. That, that invisibility thing should be the 20th level. <laughs> <laughs> Things are ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Hide action is pretty sweet, right? Hide yep. action allows you to get advantage on your next turn because if people don't see you, you get advantage. Uh, it also says you can't be tracked by non magical means, which is interesting. It's mm-hmm. a little tack on. Uh, but I don't know how yeah, much. Yeah, the um, that I don't think actually is like it's cool. But if you're in a party, the other members of your party can be tracked, right? <laughs> so it's just like, okay, I find the guy standing next to you. That's not my. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, damn. 
Uh, 18th level gives you the feral senses. You, it helps you fight characters you can't see. When you attack a creature you can't see, your inability to see, see it does not impose disadvantage on your attack rolls against it. Kind of gives you that blind sight fighting Bang, style yeah. anyway. Uh, also, you're aware of the location of any invisible creature within 30 feet of you. So yeah, screw the blind sight thing. Yeah. Because that was 10 feet. Now you have 30 feet of that. Uh, I don't know how often this thing comes up, though. It feels like, really? Like, that's my 18th level? Does that... I don't know. Yeah, I'd be kind of upset while everyone else is getting like, oh, I can cast, like, a free 6th level spell every combat. I'm just like... casting Wish now at 18th level. And you're yes. like, I can see things, maybe. Yes, it's like I don't have disadvantage yeah. if something's invisible or I can't see them. <laughs> and it's just like, and wizards okay, just cool. like, I wish, I wish it was gone. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I cast yeah. meteor swore. <laughs> I know he's within this mile radius, <laughs> so tight or tsunami or whatever is gonna it's gonna be good. Oh my god! Yeah. So and just yeah, like well, well, fucking miserable. Uh, yeah, and they didn't build this an optional one for that. And then 20th level, the Foe Slayer. On each of your turns, you can add your Wisdom mod to the attack roll or damage roll of an attack you make against one of your favorite enemies. <laughs> Only your favorite enemies, Eric. Yep. Uh, now, of course, we mentioned before, uh, if you took the optional feat, anything could be your favorite enemy. Still works, so long yeah. as you've marked it so. If you went with the regular, it has to be the specific one you chose. Or, technically, by now, you have three choices. But it has to yeah. be one of those three things. Also, like, it's level 20, man. Just give them the wisdom modifier to both. <laughs> because it's attack sure. or damage roll. So you have to choose. I mean, um, would that be really strong, though, if you had, like, a plus, t- like, 20 to attack rolls and a plus, tw- like, 10 to damage? That'd be a lot. Yeah, but level 20, like... Because you're getting plus dex and plus whiz now. It's like, that's a lot. Uh, correct. But it's all, and again, plus level, level 20 is, is... Like, you probably have a plus... You could have, like, a plus 20 to attack rolls. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah and, but also, like, you kind of get to the point where it's like, what's the difference between... It's level 20, between, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like, 20, you have plus whatever. three weapons. You What's the difference between a uh, 15? I, honestly, a like, I feel like level 10... This class is, is primo, and then like just drops off the face of the earth from there. Yeah, because you the vanish basically like you're already using your bonus action to become invisible. So why would you <laughs> yeah, use your bonus action to hide? Things already too strong. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so after, after level, level ten, 10 this class is incredible, or not incredible. It's great, and then past level ten, this class is pretty stinky. Pretty bad, but that's just the main cl- the, the main but, thing. Yeah, so but maybe get, maybe get. some of the classes can help it out. We're gonna get into them now. Starting off, we're gonna go the way we usually go, and we're gonna start with the base game classes. We're gonna start with the base class of all base classes, the stinkiest of stink when it started out. Not only did they have to redo the entire class of the ranger, they had to redo this entire subclass because it was the worst subclass in the game. It was the Beastmaster, man. It was. This is so bad. So this is, of course, the like was. I don't know. In our minds, the most popular class there is because it's, everyone yeah. wants to have a beast pet. Oh, I want a pet and fight with my pet. So you play Beastmaster Ranger. Yep. And um, what happened? Also, because like you know, one of the characters on Critical Role played a, a Ranger Beastmaster, but it was not this. 
It was probably the updated version or a homebrew version. It was a homebrew version, yeah. Because I think it used it used to come from her class used to come from like Pathfinder, but yeah, this ah yeah they just totally they were like ignored. Yeah, this class unusable. Yeah, makes sense. So it gives you a ranger companion right at level three, so you get a beast to travel alongside of you. It has to be no larger than medium and a travel challenge rating of uh, one fourth or lower. So a hawk, a mastiff, a panther. You add yep. your proficiencies to the BCC, attack rolls, and damage rolls. It basically attacks as if it were you. Uh, it takes its turn on your initiative. It, it's they made it so it literally is just like it's you, but <laughs> you're yeah. you're severely like so, nerfed because now all you are is a beast of CR yes. rating one fourth. You're, because you're no longer a ranger, you're like your beast. You're a yeah, generating one quarter uh beast. Because so it obeys your commands, but it only takes what the dodge action unless you use your full action to tell it to attack. <laughs> your full action. Oh god. To tell your giant frog companion to oh make a god. bite attack plus three to hit one D six plus it's one. So hilarious. That's bad. It. It's so and hilariously bad. It really doesn't get much better. <laughs> you it doesn't the beat if the beast doesn't have multi attack at level five, it you're <laughs> uh you're still just doing a plus three to hit one D six plus one. Uh it is, it is so. So that's bad. what it's in. Now let's go over what it does now. So this, now they gave you the primal pan, uh, companion, and you just take it one hundred percent of the time because it's the updated class. This is what you. Yeah, to. we're do we do we just we're just not even going over the rest of the class because it's it's so bad. If anyone wanted to play this, I'd be like, who hurt you? Yeah, no, um, it's it was it's it was a non-starter. But the primal companion, which is what you get now, is you get. A, a beast of land, a beast of sea, or a beast of sky. It uses your proficiency bonus in several places. <clears throat> in combat, it will act during your turn, and it can move and use reactions on its own. Uh, and you can take a bonus action now to make an attack. Thank yes. God. Why the frick did it not do that in the first place? So now you get to attack, and you get a bonus action attack from your beast. It's not like a ridiculous amount of damage, because it's a, these beasts are like, you know, nothing insane. They're fine. <laughs> but it lets you scale up. And but one thing that I really like that they do is they just give you stat blocks. They don't say like the beast of the land is a wolf, beast of the sea is a dolphin. They can just Yeah. They just yeah, allow you to land, be like beast of sea, beast of sky. Yeah, like do you want a bear? Do you want a wolf? Do you want like a dog? Do you want a horse or something? Right. Okay, beast of the land. There you go. If you're beast of the sea, do you want like a like manta ray do you want a mako shark do you want a sword right. fit and then whatever all you can follow do whatever these you want blocks. here you go and it kind of takes the um the pressure off the dm of trying to figure out like well what is the mechanical difference between like a swordfish and a shark because right. they really want the swordfish because it fits their character but do i have to do something to make it distinctive than like a reef shark stamp block because like oh maybe it's a sword whatever and she's like okay beast of the sea it does its thing good good for you right <laughs> all right there you go so 
And yeah, you'll you'll you probably choose Beast of Land or Beast of Sky most times unless you're in a water uh, yeah. setting and then you'll Because go beast the Beast of, of the Sea has a speed of five feet. Five feet. So it's useless unless you are unless in water. Swimming, yeah. And then it's a swim speed of sixty feet. Uh it's nice too when they die, you can just expel a spell slot to revive them, but it does take a minute, so they won't be able to be revived in combat. Which I right. think is kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Kind of make, uh, it makes sense for flavor reasons. Makes sense for flavor, but like I wish kind of later on in the in the in the levels they kind of gave you an ability to like instant revive it. It's kind of sad. Uh, you can I die. So I think you can still like heal it like normal. So if it goes down, uh, okay, you can, you can probably still cast like healing word and it'll pop back up. All right, but. Yeah, I mean, the, the rest of the classes doesn't give you much, right? 7th level gives you exceptional training, which means when your beast doesn't attack on a, on a turn, uh, and because you're you're using your bonus action generally to make an attack, you can now have your beast dash, disengage, or help on its turn. Mm-hmm. Uh, help action on your turn would make you have advantage, no, for your attack? Yep, yeah. So if you can attack if the beast can't, you can at least have advantage on your attack, which is... yeah. Cool. And and before the uh, the update, this is basically the only thing the beast could do because also you're <laughs> level seven or eight, and you have a CR quarter. Yeah, right. Beast. So not worth it to ever do anything. It's like it has like fifteen hit points, and someone's be like, "I cast fireball." Okay, my beast is dead. <laughs> Oops. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. pretty nice. Also, the uh, attacks count as magical. Yeah, which very is so important. nice. Because especially that's kind of seventh level is a little there. late to get that too. Yeah, you might. Yeah, they might, especially for large parties that need higher CR monsters to fight for boss fights. Your beast might not uh, be able to do anything, but your beast can still take the help action after that because now it's a bonus action. I think. And before, it would require your action to tell the beast to give you the help action, but now it's just a bonus action. Eleventh uh, level is pretty sweet because now your beast can attack twice. So instead of like extra attack, like you get at your fifth level at eleventh level, your beast now gets extra attack as well. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. So you can attack like like four times in a single. Yeah, turn. that's that's pretty sweet. It's pretty good. I mean, their attacks aren't like full attacks. They're yeah, essentially like little baby bites of damage. Uh, and then fifteenth level is called share spells. Whenever you cast a spell targeting yourself, it also affects your beast within 30 feet of it. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I, I wish it was never like... I wish it was just all spell effects, you know? Or not like all, but like all beneficial ones. You know what I'm saying? Like if someone... Mm-hmm. If a wizard casted haste on you, like it would count towards it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's be... only spells that you casted targeting yourself. Yeah. And like it doesn't affect... Stuff like Hex or uh, or Hunter's Mark. Hunter's Mark is a very popular ranger spell. Yeah. No, yeah. Though, I mean, overall, what do you give the B? I, I still think and it's updated. It's still, like, kind of in the D-ish range. Like, it's just nothing I'm interested in. I think there's better, like, creature-based classes. <laughs> Are there? Uh, well, maybe. Well, uh, Drake Warden. So we'll talk about that later. Yeah, <laughs> I think the Drake Warden, for instance, is better. So, uh, yeah, I think, man, being able to hit something four times. It's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty, pretty good. Sweet. Of course, when you say that, though, it's not, it really isn't hitting it four times. It's, 
I mean, yes, there's four different instances of damage possible. Yeah. That might be important, but it's not like it's four giant, humongous attacks. It's like... Four. No, but, like, think about, though, man, doing... So, like, the Beast of the Land is a 1d8 plus 2 plus your proficiency bonus. Yeah, At like, level 10, it's, okay. like, 1d8 plus 6. So, you do get... An additional, or I guess plus eleven, or at, at level eleven. Um, so, like, man, doing an extra two d eight plus twelve damage for just for a bonus action, assuming it hits both times, but that's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, of course, like that damage can go away with like area effect stuff. I think it's pretty good. I I'll give it like, you know, like a C or a B or something. I'll give it, I'll give it a D. I still think it's it's just it's just subpar. It's just it's just okay. Now I think it, maybe all the rangers to me are like in that. You know, <laughs> we're we're, we're fighting. We're fighting with these subclasses. We're fighting. Something's got to something's got to spark my interest for me to be like, yeah, this, this is. Uh, there's, there's yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I guess I'm comparing them amongst each other. <laughs> if you're comparing against each other, I think it's in it's a C range. But I think just overall, it's just it's just a D to me. It's just like okay. You can yeah, play the, it. A D range doesn't mean you can't play it. It's just it's just like okay, it's just fine. Yeah, honestly, one of There's the the thing that might make either the Beastmaster awesome or terrible is like how your DM uh treats the beast. Honestly, that's <laughs> In, honestly how it is. I because I, like you could very well go into the fight. You're you're pe- this is what I was saying by like I wish there was an instant res. There's a very real possibility you just get into a fight, the beast does not have like a ridiculous amount of AC or a ridiculous amount of health. Mm-hmm. He is by far the easiest character to one shot in your <laughs> in your group. So like I could easily see it like your bear rushes in, bam, it gets destroyed. Okay, now I'm just a ranger. My yeah. subclass is gone. <laughs> right, exactly. Like but get like yeah, you can heal it, I think. But yeah, the uh I guess what I was saying is more like in role playing. Because sometimes, like you just might feel bad about, like, oh, you have a you have a like a giant snake, and right. maybe the innkeeper doesn't like giant snakes crawling around. <laughs> so that could either be just hilarious, just be, or it could be kind of annoying to, to just be like, oh, I just have to content. Can I just like right, you pretend this giant snake this doesn't giant snake around? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like that could it's just be like the best it's definitely thing. a handful for role playing. Yes, yeah, which yeah. I, I might be a dis. I think is mostly a disadvantage, kind of, but because it's not like yeah, it has yeah. any totally, part. totally depends. So like, yeah, it's just like you know, it's a thing. Uh, we'll move on to the other player's handbook one, which was technically the only playable one at the time of the initial right. release, which was the Hunter, and it's it's got some things going for it. I think it's okay. The hunter gives you what's nice about the hunter is it's kind of like a, a fighter type, type or like each of the ones gives you a bunch of options to choose from, which yeah. so you can kind of build it the way you want. It so kind of one, it reminds me of the totem warrior barbarian. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what they were going for because that's also yeah. in the base class, so that, right? Yeah, it's kind of similar. Yeah, so the hunter's prey at third level, you have three options: the colossus slayer, the giant killer, or the horde breaker. All are good too. Uh, the colossus slayer is when you hit a creature with a weapon attack, it takes an extra D8 weapon uh, damage if it's below its hit point maximum. 
you can only deal this once per turn. So, you know, fifth level, you obviously get an extra attack. Mm -hmm. Well, if you hit it twice, only one of them can add this extra D8. It'll almost always be relevant, it'll, though. It'll D8 is, like, pretty sweet. Yeah, and you just go uh, second. <laughs> yeah, weirdly, it doesn't scale up, which is weird to me. Yeah. If, Why does this, this, this definitely up? feels like it's like, okay, at level 7, it turns into a 2d8 or something. Yeah, or level right? Like, I, at third level, this is obviously incredible. It's pretty insane After, at third level. Yeah, it's actually insane, right? It's actually insane. Yeah, once... Right, at seventh level, it's, though, it's like, yeah. It's uh, like, okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, giant killer is when a larger, larger creature within five feet of you hits or misses you with an attack. You can use a reaction, uh, uh, what to hit it? Yeah, you can use reaction to attack, attack after its attack, provided you can see the creature. So yeah, just like any giant, it has to miss, which is upsetting. No, it, is if play. it hits or misses you. Oh, it's yeah, okay, yeah, there you go. So just like you always get a react, you always get your reaction to hit a large or large, mm -hmm. and most things you're attacking are larger, larger. I'd say. Yeah, this, this, this. So now we're at this point where I kind of want to have like my spiel about these abilities. Mm. They're either going to be like always on, <laughs> or they're never going to come up, and that that's it. Kind of is the flavor of the of the base ranger. Where it's like, hey, yeah. I picked my favorite terrain to be grasslands. Like, well, you're in the Arctic for this camp. You're like, well, ah, dang it. It's like, who are the uh, who are the enemies for this? Like, oh, it's a like these large beasts are like yeah. terrorizing oh, so this all village. Large? Okay, so nice. All giant killers good. So, or but if it's like a cabal of evil wizards, you're kind of boned because you're fighting against <laughs> humanoids the entire time. Yeah, yeah. So it's like ah. But Colossus Slayer, for the most part, will always, always work. Always. This, again, air to, or, or uh, think back to the totem uh, barbarian, yeah, where, yeah, like, the yeah. first He's one, there's like, just, just take this one. <laughs> yeah, just take it. Yeah, Colossus Slayer is probably... i just upset that it doesn't scale. We're like, giant killer, you can see, like yep. you said, like, it, if yeah. it's all large, Getting always. Free always attacks good. are awesome. Yeah. Uh, the last one's Horde Breaker. Uh, whenever you make a weapon attack, you can make another attack with a different creature if it's within five feet of the original target. So if things are really huddled up close together, you can like always attack twice. Yep. Or three, or man, you get like four attacks then. If if two things are next to each other for each of your attacks, so you get once on each of your turns. Okay, all right. So you get three attacks. You, yeah, so you get additional attack if they're yeah. like together. And like this is kind of interesting because like again with the one shot. Thing. there are a bunch of abilities that like move enemies or something so you could definitely play uh with like your other teammates being like oh i'm gonna suck them all together and now i get yeah, a free get attack. them within five feet of each other and i can hurt mm -hmm. them better and this is a really cool ability i'll sweet. say that much it might not come up as often but it's pretty cool yeah yeah but like yeah, Colossus slayer is just your like go-to just like, right. just like that and you're always going to do that it's pretty sweet pick it you're gonna be happy i'm just gonna get yeah. d8 <laughs> uh seventh level you'll get your defensive tactics and these are all pretty sweet escape the horde opportunity attacks are made against you with disadvantage that's just always mm -hmm. useful uh multi-attack defense when a creature hits you with an attack you can get a plus four to ac against all subsequent attacks made for the rest of the turn that's pretty cool Plus four AC, nothing to sneeze at. That is that. What's a shield spell? Plus five. Plus so you five, basically okay. get just underneath a free, the yeah. And and, you can, and this like always gets useful, especially later in the campaign. Like yeah, everything attacks you. Twice. Everything <laughs> is multi attack. Or and three man, times. like if you have you know 
you know, 17 AC, which is like not hard to achieve for a ranger. And he'd be like, okay, I hit. Okay, now my AC is uh, 21. That, that's pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. Yeah, that can that can avoid a lot of attacks. I like this one maybe the best. And then uh, last one, Steel Will. You get advantage on saving throws against being frightened. Kind of wish it was just immunity because it's just frightened. I don't... <laughs> right, yeah. You're selecting an entire thing just to get advantage on saving. There's a lot of different abilities that give you immunity against frightened or advantage by frightened by now. Right. Okay. And so That was the least useful to me. And like Escape the Horde, if you're a ranged ranger... Yeah, you're uh, always you're, wanting to move away. Always. This right? could be useful. Yeah. Or you could also think of it like, I'm never going to be in melee combat with anybody anyway. Yeah. Depends on how you want to play. I also love that multi-attack defense doesn't utilize a reaction. It, yeah. It's just... It's just it, you get hit? Okay, plus four. Plus four, yep. <laughs> it's really sweet. That's really sweet. If you could somehow couple it with like multi-classing and get yourself a shield <laughs> it's just oh like, yeah you well you can probably take like there's tons of feats that say like oh you get a first level yeah. spell yeah imagine like yeah. after getting you just shield hit anyway now you plus nine to your ac <laughs> like you like, can oh, hit me Jesus. once but god for you that's it hit you twice uh 11th level the multi-attack uh you get the volley you can use your action to make a ranged attack against any number of creatures within 10 feet of a point you can see within your weapon's range. That's so cool. This is, like, so sweet. This is so cool. In practicality, I it is, like, a 20-foot diameter, like, circle. Yeah. It's not bad. So, you might, so if there's three people, then it's worth it doing this. You could probably you cool. get you get like five <laughs> attacks sometimes if it's you're like in a room cool. and there's a bunch of people, and at level eleven your attacks do a lot of damage. So it's pretty, it's pretty cool. Nice. I, I think this is really cool. It's it just like specifies you have to have ammunition for each target, <laughs> right? yeah. and and most importantly though you do make a separate attack roll for each of the targets. Yes, so it doesn't just like follow one attack and they all get hit. It's individual, and that that probably plays off of right. They all have their own individual ACs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that, or you can select the whirlwind attack. Uh, you can make a melee attack against any number of creatures within five feet of you, and same deal. It's. I mean, I feel like as a ranger, you're probably taking volley as it is. Yeah, one. There's not too many melee rangers, just because like if you want to play that style, you're like you're probably playing a fighter. Yeah, or something. Exactly. So yeah. And and just feels, I feel like you're more likely to be in a scenario where you can clip two or three things with a volley than you are to have three things immediately surrounding you. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Unless you are the one dashing into the fight. Right. And then 15th level, the superior defense. Evasion, uh, when you're subject to an effect such as a fiery breath or a lightning bolt that allows you to make a deck save. Uh, instead, you take no damage if you have a saving. So it's the same as the evasion. The rogue. rogue. Yep. Same, you also choose uncanny dodge, which is the same rogue ability. Yeah, which is also in here, right? Uncanny dodge. So if an attacker you can see can hit you with an attacker, you can use reaction to have the damage against you, mm -hmm. which is really sweet because you can then take half damage from that. And if you have the multi-attack defense, then you get the plus four. Right, yeah. So that's, that's a really cool coupling there. 
or you have the stand against the tide. Whenever a hostile creature misses you with a melee attack, you can use your reaction uh, to force that creature to repeat the same attack against another creature of your choice. So it's, it's really only useful. It's like the drunken master monk, right? It's right, like, yeah. You can make him swing at something. They, they, they ran out of ideas, so they're just like, what do other people do? Yeah, I uh, feel like you're going to take evasion or uncanny, uncanny dodge, dodge so. the entire time. Yeah, and, and this at higher levels, this is where I kind of get upset at this class. Because it's yeah. just like, yeah, they gave up. Just give it, just give me all of that. Level fifteen. True, true. Level fifteen. Just yeah, just give me yeah, all three. Is it, of them. Is it yeah, that you're giving bad? me like half the rogue class at level fifteen? You're giving me like up to level seven in rogue. Exactly. And then, uh, yeah, and then that 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 one little random ability, the drunken master ability, randomly. <laughs> yeah, attack when they're like, like that's ever gonna come up right exactly uh yeah i the hunter to me this is where the c sits right this this to me is just like the Same. yeah everything's useful but nothing wows you it's just yeah weird. like and again this is where you can you can definitely go wrong here <laughs> like you can pick steel will and then never or like that, then you're standing next to a paladin that gives you immunity to fear, and you're just like, oh, right. well, that doesn't matter. Right. Or any number of things. Or like escape the horde, but you're a ranger thinking that it'll help you get within range, like leave combat, and then you're just like, oh man, I'm kind of just always sixty feet away from everybody shooting people with my longbow. I wish I took multi attack defense or something. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's the, so that like, was the hunter. Choose the right ones, and you're going to be fine. Next, we're going to we're going to move into Xanathar's, and and from Xanathar's on, they here they, we go. They, they, they did a very important thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like here we Click, go. Click, buckle honestly, yourself up. Honestly, the base game classes they 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 were pretty lackluster. Here's one of the main things they did going forwards. I think for all the classes that they should have done, they should have went back and gave it to Beastmaster and Hunter. Uh, they gave you an additional Ranger spell. For all like the like the major levels for third, fifth, ninth, thirteenth, and seventeenth, the yeah. they give you an additional spell. And I don't know why they didn't do this for all, just all. Of them. I mean, yeah, this is part of the reason that like Beastmaster and Hunter are like in the D to C range to me. Yeah, they just like uh, they're missing something. They're missing a huge chunk. And to me, that's five spells, guys. Five whole spells. That right. Yeah, it's it's kind of like when they were making five E. They really were leaning into like they wanted to like narrowly restrain people on their role playing roles. Like right. they wanted to be like, if you want to be a beast master and you want to talk to your beast, you have to take speak with the animals, and then you have to take speak with plants <laughs> and commune with nature and stuff if you want right, to do that right. thing. Which luckily they at least gave you speak with animals in the base class eventually. In the, in right. the update is what we're saying, but like exactly, yeah, the but, original but the, game. It's like oh, my it's God, like you I have to take these things. It's like class doing this, but like cure wounds is pretty good. I, I also want to <laughs> yeah. take uh, like um, oh, you know, so good berry or whatever, or like or. Um, like pass without trace or something too, because that's like a really good spell. So I feel like I either have to pick the good spells or the spells that fit my subclass. And now they're just like, okay, we're just going to give you the spells that fit your subclass. And then you can pick whatever you want to fit the campaign. Because sometimes the subclass and the campaign you're playing are at odds with each other, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but you're just like, Oh, why do I have to choose between having 
a good time being effective at what I do and being that cool ranger that like, like is good at hunting stuff. Like why do I have to choose between those two? Absolutely. If I had to go back and redesign those classes, the first thing I'd do is just pick five spells that would work with the flavor and would go with the ones. Right. Exactly. Just tack those in, please. Like, you know, you have to, you need them. So with that said, we're going to go over the gloom stalker first. This is in Xanathar's. Uh, And uh, they give you the spells Disguise Self at third level. Nice. Rope Trick at oh, fifth level. Love it. Such a good spell. Freaking love Rope Trick. Rope Trick. Uh, ninth level's Fear. That's pretty useful. Good spell. Thirteenth level's Greater Invisibility. Dope. And then seventeenth level is Seeming. I don't even know what Seeming does. So you basically, it's like a super Disguise Self. Okay. That, that makes sense. That doesn't require concentration, and you can um, any oh, number of creatures last that you eight can hours. See last eight hours, yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty good. So that's pretty sweet. So right there is like a great list of spells. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disguise self. Great list of spells. One of my favorite spells in the game for its like role playing potential. Rope trick is rope like trick. incredible, incredible spell. spell. No one rope, likes it because of the name, a, but like extra dimensional yeah. space. You just be like, all you right. have to climb the rope first. Yeah, do you have to climb the rope first? <laughs> Love it. That's <laughs> so good. Okay, yeah, rope tricks incredible. Uh, all right, so right there at third level, <clears throat> you selected a class. You're going to get disguise self right from the start. You're also going to get the dread ambusher and umbral sight. Dread ambusher is going to uh, you give yourself a bonus to your initiative rolls equal to your wisdom mod. So just like a flat bonus to your initiative right from the start, which is so Incredible. good. Incredible. Getting high initiative is the most underrated thing for new players. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. The most underrated thing. Uh, and then also at the first turn of each combat, you have 10 additional feet of movement. And if you take the attack action on that turn, you make an additional weapon attack as part of that action. And if that attack hits, it deals an extra D8. Really good. It's really this, is, good. this is so good. You just get a free attack. You get a free attack and it deals more. That free attack deals more damage. And deals an entire D8 more damage. And you're going to go first. And yeah, and you had initiative on the roll. This oh is an gosh. incredible start. This is like already the best class like yeah a long shot yeah you haven't even done anything yet <laughs> uh umbral sight gives you dark brain dark vision to 60 feet if you already have dark vision from your race i love that they added this uh, yeah if you already had it it will increase the range by 30 feet so now you have like nearly super dark vision, dark vision yeah, yeah which is really good uh you're also oh, adept is... at evading creatures that rely on dark vision if you're in darkness you're invisible to Weirdly, to only on creatures that have dark vision. Well, but otherwise, if you're already in darkness, nothing can see you anyway. So it, it just like it means nothing can see you in darkness. Yeah, but this is like insane. Almost every creature you're gonna fight against, if it's not a humanoid, it'll have dark vision. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So right, is, it, it, so without nuts. it, right? They just kind of everything always has disadvantage against you yep and you have advantage on your attacks yeah because you're treated like you're invisible and again this doesn't like you, stop. right you're treated like you're invisible yeah, yeah that is the other thing yeah so you have advantage and like you attack from darkness 
that doesn't like reveal your location all, all of a sudden. There's nothing that says <laughs> this this effect ends after you attack. This would be a really perfect class to pair with like that that shadow sorcerer that like likes darkness and like right yeah darkness spell everywhere and everything. This this is pretty insane. I think if I was DMing, which I think I think a lot of people would also DM it this way, is after you attack they kind of will know where you are. <laughs> so be, if you did, just be prepared for that. But you know, technically rules as written, you're just always invisible if you're in darkness. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you'd still have to, even if they knew where they, you are, you still get the disadvantage though, right? Exactly. They, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, like I'm saying like, oh, if they know where you are, because just yeah. The, if they know where you are, you don't get the, 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 dis- the advantage. Advantage and disadvantage thing. But um, they, they have a hard time hitting you because right. you're in darkness and you're hard to hit. Yeah, all right, fair enough. Uh, seventh level, you'll get the Iron Mind. Also, I, I just want to point out. I just want to point out before we move on to that. Oh. Uh, this is an extremely popular like three level dip because of these two abilities, which makes total sense. Yeah, like you want to play an assassin like kind of character. Yeah, yeah. a lot of Heck, times it's fighter in this. <laughs> it might be worth going three levels into Ranger to grab. You get a fighting style because you yep. get that level two. And now you can get your Dread Ambusher, which remember when we mentioned one thing the Assassin Rogue is severely missing is a bonus to initiative. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And this gives you that. And you get additional tech. It's in in the form of a Wisdom mod, which may or might not be useful. Like You'll have to try to make that good, but... (laughs) Right. You'll have to actively go out of your way to make that good, but still. (laughs) Pretty sweet. But... I just dropped a big one on you, dude. Seventh level Iron Mind. You have proficiency in wisdom saves now. This gets more stuff. <laughs> you just got proficiency in wisdom saves. Possibly one of the most useful saving throws yeah. in the game. This is yeah, it's definitely the most useful and one. Seventh level. This is the earliest you I've ever seen getting a proficiency in a save. Saving yeah. throw. But what if I'm playing something that already gives me proficiency with wisdom saving throws. That's the other amazing thing. If you have this proficiency, you can instead get proficiency in intelligence or charisma saves. Right. What? Yeah, this is just like, all right, we got you. Jesus, you can just get saving throws, proficiency in everything by taking this up to 7th level with this class. Yeah. Insane. And that's all you need, 7th level in this class. That's not that hard. And also, oh, yeah. level, you'll now have rope trick. Rope so. trick. <laughs> so what else do you need? <laughs> what else do you need? You're good. Nothing. It's, you have rope trick. Eleventh <laughs> uh, level stalker's fury. Uh, once on each of your turns, when you miss with a weapon attack, you can make another weapon attack as part of the same action. So it's just like you get a redo. Like, yeah, you get. <laughs> you a get a redo. oops. Uh... This is insane that it does. Why does this not say like? Use this only equal to the, like your proficiency bonus. Like, why is this not a yep. like Once reaction? It's not a turn. reaction. Yeah, it should be a reaction. That's exactly right. It should be a reaction. It's not a reaction. It's not equal to your proficiency bonus. It's just nope. You always get a redo. Yeah. What the hell did they do with this? Class? You basically get advantage on attack, which also that means like if you want to pair this with sharpshooter, which gives you minus five to an attack. Yeah. Well, now no you basically problem. get advantage. That kind of like no makes problem. up for it. Yeah. And you get advantage every time. And if you have advantage, you get double advantage. But yeah. It's, it's, just, yeah. it's just never. 
<laughs> and you don't have to like choose which one you're doing it on. You'd be like, oh, you, I missed. I'm going to roll. I double avenge. I literally mean double avenge because you roll twice with your advantage. Yeah. Okay, you missed. Well, you, you just get... make another attack action. So you just right. roll twice because you probably had advantage again. Dude, just unfreaking believable. This, this class is so so high above the other. It's like insane. The last is shadowy dodge. Uh, 15th level, whenever a creature makes attack roll against you and doesn't have advantage on the roll, you can use your reaction to give it disadvantage. Uh, And you have to use this, though, before you know the outcome of the roll. But, like, it, again, you have to use your reaction, but you have unlimited uses. Yep, yeah, exactly. Why doesn't this, why don't they limit these uses? This seems like a really good ability. Yeah, this is... Just Almost all, every other class has like tries to hit you. They always have disadvantage. Are you kidding? I mean, so long as it's their first attack, because yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. As soon if you're attacking, you get good stuff. If people are attacking you, they, they get, get bad stuff, stuff every turn. Insane. I mean, this one, I wouldn't even say it's a. This to me is the S subclass. Yeah, it's this like is every step of it is insane. Every spell they give you is great. Everything is insane. That's pretty awesome. This is the subclass that you know your hand, your DM, your character sheet, and you you already told them you're playing a ranger. Like, wait, you're not playing Gloomstalker? Why? Yeah. <laughs> wait a second. You have to have a good reason to be like, right? Yeah. This is just the the best ranger subclass, and it's it frankly isn't close. Unfortunately, it's this is this just gives you everything good. In yeah. Ranger it, class. If you yeah, if you want to be like a awesome like damage dealing combat stealthy yeah that's the other thing is it doesn't just give you like the best in combat stats it's also just like the coolest lore wise you know you're just like this thing skulking in the shadows you're you have like insane dark vision now right yeah like like, you're sneaking into something and all the lights are off you have rope tricks you can pull out like you have all this shit all (laughs) this nonsense yeah nonsense you disguise yourself. You could disguise. You could do a super disguise at seventeenth level. Yeah, greater <laughs> visibility. It's yeah. You can go invisible. Yeah, dude. It's just it's just insane. Yeah. So yeah, there's S tier. We went Basically. from D C to S. <laughs> yeah, it's just like these are the reasons why. <laughs> like there's like ah, I see everyone hates the ranger, and then like, let's oh. let's try and make the OP ranger, and they did, and they did it, and they. Good job. You made an OP ranger. Good job. So there it is. If you want to just be that ranger that's OP, go Gloomstalker. Do it. Uh, all right. We'll go on to the Horizon Walker. This is one of the coolest ones ever. Yeah, this is my favorite. <laughs> yeah. Eric made a Horizon Walker in uh, our one shot, I believe, right? Yep. One-shot? Yeah. Yeah. Or no, no, no. It was a it was an yeah. NPC helper in the campaign. In the campaign. Okay. He didn't last long. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, as, as most of Eric's NPCs. <laughs> hey, look! I play fast and lose with NPCs. And we gloriously send it to battle for Eric. They generally don't last long. Okay. It, uh, to to be fair, it's not that I'm playing them like super recklessly. You guys never help any of the NPCs out ever. It's not. I'm just like, oh man, this guy's looking pretty rough, and you're so there's like, oh man, that sucks for him. Anyway, anytime you make a ranger, because like one of our the first rangers we ever had that joined us got like deleted almost instantly. No, what what class was the the guy with the gun? Sure. 
the mics conveniently cut out when I was just talking about how my my NPCs get disrespected for helping you guys out. That's fine. No one knows cool. that. No one, no one knows that. All of a sudden, you're it's just talking fine. like nonsense. All of a sudden, you know. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> no, he was like a like a gunslinger fighter. Oh, he was a gunslinger fighter. Okay, he yeah. just reminded me of Ranger. He had a gun, so I was like, he's a ranger. He he he. Yeah, he was like a. He kind of acted like a ranger. He was hunting right. stuff down, stuff like that. Uh, but the Horizon Walker, uh, th- their whole flavor is that they just like kind of like blink in and out of planes, which is like just the coolest flavor by far oh, think, yeah. of all the subclasses, uh, which is a good start. The spells they get, uh, third level is protection from good and evil, which is like one of those spells that's either like ridiculous or never comes up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, like a, holy shit, is this good? Or it just never comes up. Yeah, the creature type specific spells, it's just like, oh shit, this first yeah, level this spell so is good. destroying me. <laughs> yeah. Or it just never comes up. Uh, fifth level's Misty Step, and that one's just oh. always useful. Just, just, just always useful. Ninth level, Haste, always useful. So, such a good spell. Oh yeah, Haste uh, is fantastic. Yeah. 13th level, banishment. If you just want something to just go away, you just banish it. Just get rid of it. <laughs> get it gone. It go away, and then it's good. Uh, 17th level is tra- teleportation circle. Sweet. Which is pretty sweet, sweet. yeah. Yeah, sweet. Sweet last one. So, good spell list. Again, it's like you're starting from a spot where, like, it's just, yeah. it's just this is just tacked on. It's like we haven't even gotten into the generalized 3rd, 7th, 11th, 15th level, and it's just saying, like, you're, you have access to these spells now. Which yeah, is have so Misty cool. Step. Cool. Like, yeah, all right, nice. As a ranger. That's sick. Uh, all right. Third level, it's going to give you two things. The Detect Portals and the Planar Warriors. I love this. Detect yeah. Portals. Yeah. Uh, so as an action, you can detect the distance and direction to the closest planar portal within a mile of you. Uh, you can't use it again unless you finish a short, long rest. This is like so campaign specific though it's like <laughs> sure i guess <laughs> i'm gonna use my detect portal ability it's like don't find anything man yeah yeah i don't and, know I and I, like it. the reason that this is bad is mechanically there are spells for planar travel that do not cause a permanent portal for you to, <laughs> to be open and it's very easy just be like oh this guy cast plane shift on himself and now he's from the Feywild into the prime material plane no portal necessary um but yeah <laughs> okay kind of but they give you a different one that's useful yeah, that's uh the planar warrior is uh as a bonus action a creature within 30 feet of you when you hit it with an attack all damage by the attack becomes force damage and they take an extra d8 of force damage from the attack and at 11th level, it goes up to 2d8. So just a little extra damage. They do have to be within 30 feet of you, though. Right. They'd be rather close. It is, yeah, it is interesting because most times you are like, oh, I'm a, range, I'm a ranged fighter. Right. right. So I want to be as far away as I can. This kind of puts you a little bit closer together. A little together. bit closer, yeah. Changing like, your you damage really type to force damage, damage is cool. noise. There that's is like cool. almost nothing that's resistant or immune to force damage. Yeah. Meanwhile, a lot of things are resistant to your bludgeoning, slashing exactly. damage of your weapon. So, and yeah, it increases cool. to 2d6. So getting extra 2d6 as a bonus action is pretty nice. D8. D8s. 2d8s. Yeah, you're right. 2d8s, yeah. Uh, seventh level will give you the, the ethereal step. As a bonus action, you can cast etherealness spell without expending a spell slot. Uh, but it'll end at the end of the current turn. So. Yeah, you're gonna have to manufacture uses 
for this. Um, yeah. Like, because usually this lasts eight hours, uh, which allows yeah. you to like plane walk. But now yeah. you can like plane walk, but only like I don't know. It allows you to like walk through things without you taking opportunity attacks because you're on the ethereal plane. For instance, you can kind of yep. walk through walls. With walk this. through wall. That was the thing I was thinking of. Like, yeah, that's like the, that. Right, and I think that that's probably the most useful thing for it. Right, is just kind of allows you to yeah. walk through walls when you want to. It's kind of annoying that I mean you. It needs to be bonus action just for its usefulness in combat, yeah. but like you can't like prepare it as a reaction or something. Mm. So yeah, it, it is kind of weird. It's nice just to be like bonus action etherealness. I move do dash away compared to the last class. Like, why do you only get to use this feature a single time? I know, right? Yeah, the other ones are like. <laughs> per turn you can cast bonus yeah, action a to, lot of them are like forever you know, whenever you want and this one we're like struggling to find uses for it and yet you still only can do it a single time i'm like i would let them have this like up to their proficiency bonus I right yeah exactly five times it's especially because like this will effectively be a misty step like most of the time yeah yeah. Because it only affects one yeah, turn. If something's close to you, you, you have just thirty feet of movement, action, and then you just walk away, exactly. and then you just take. Yeah, exactly, that's so. kind of right. That is the usefulness of it. But yeah, it's really what really hurts it is that it's once, and that, and then until you finish a short rest, a short rest. Um, but yeah, it is. That's it is cool. kind of like oh, it's cool. It's, it's definitely useful. cool. It's useful. I, I just hate that it's only once. Yeah. Uh, the distant strike. So this is the coolest one that they have. Oh, uh, yeah. When you use an attacks action, you can teleport 10 feet before each attack to an unoccupied space you can see. So, I mean, so this also just kind of makes that last scenario we said irrelevant because now you can say, I'm going to attack this thing, teleport 10 feet, and then attack it. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't need to use the Ethereum because I'm just going to teleport 10 feet from it and then I don't get disadvantage on it because I'm just going to attack it. And then the uh, definitely the other amazing part about it is that if at least two different creatures, if you attack at least two different creatures with the action, because you have your additional attack at fifth level, uh, you can make an additional attack against a third creature. So it gives you additional attack so long as there's three creatures to attack. Yeah. So this means if there's three creatures out there, you can teleport 30 feet. <laughs> yeah. With no bonus action. And no movement. No movement. This is an insane, like, battlefield positioning ability. It, and also, by the way, you have haste at this point. So you can actually teleport 40 feet because you get an additional attack action. And you're still allowed to use your bonus action to do the etherealness or the planner warrior ability with this. Yep. Because this uses your action uh, for attacks. It doesn't use your bonus action or anything like that. That teleporting just happens with your attack action. Which is awesome. Yeah, yeah I love that you just you just poured around with your attacks. It's, yeah, it's kind of insane. Like you can move so quickly around mm -hmm. the battlefield, and almost never take opportunity attacks. Yeah, general. you're never going to take an opportunity attack. It doesn't happen. Lastly, is the spectral defense. Uh, whenever you take damage from an attack, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to all of that attack's damage on this turn. That's awesome. That's pretty sweet. Also, this one I guess doesn't say once per turn or short rest. So this that you just you just have your reactions have resistance to all damage. Yep. Yeah. As long as you have a reaction, 
you just be like, that's a lot of damage. <laughs> Did he just, just crit on me? <laughs> and again, these kind of things are what's so like, like those are, that's amazing. Just so always have resistance. One thing that kind of sucks about this is it's from an attack. So if somebody fireballs okay. you, you can't get yeah, resistance with that. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Um, that's fair. But, but still, that that's a majority. That's a lot of damage. That's a little, yeah. You're gonna be fireballs don't, but like a fire bolt would, right? They fire bolt, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, it's not to say that you know no spells will have resistance. You still have yeah. resistance to targeted spells for the most part. I mean this this is just a solid like B plus class. Yeah, today. I think hmm, I think I'm overvaluing the distant strike thing. <laughs> 11 level, most. Would you go just straight A? Would you just Yeah. Like, I think if, if you can start out at 11, if you're like, oh, we can get to level 11, then it's an A. The distance like, strike's insane. It's pretty insane. But you if you just be right, like, yeah. oh, I'm doing the, the problem level five, is like, one I think shot. The distance strike really shines when you have three creatures. Without it, it's just like kind of like meh. There's a lot yeah, of scenarios where distance strike really is meh. Uh, but of course, with the three creatures and you're hitting all of them, and you hit one with the planner, you were within thirty feet for one of them, so you use the planner warrior. Yeah, if you, if if you're using all parts of the buffalo, this class easily is an A. I think where it's what I think so. Right. Like, but I I think it sits more in the B plus range where it's just like there's it's just not all there all the time. Yeah, I think and it's Bellus is good too though. It's Bellus is also just decent. Yeah, I love haste. Haste is great. In this, I'm going to give it an A. I respect the B, the B, B plus. Uh, it's fair. Yeah, great. I think the A and the B plus are both uh, worthy, worthy, worthy ratings. Uh, the last from the Xanathar's expansion is the Monster Slayer. Uh, third level also gives you protection from good and evil. So mm-hmm. again, the, oh my god, it's amazing. Oh my god, it does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fifth level is the Zone of Truth. A very fun roleplay spell. Yeah, th- this spell is awesome. Have no idea why it's in the Monster Slayer spell list. That is so true, but yeah. also <laughs> awesome to have it because you're like, ah, I'm, I'm gonna interrogate this beast to tell me where the rest of it. Yeah, is. yeah, not not useful in combat, but yeah, but super super sweet for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, ninth level is the Magic Circle. Uh, I love it. Are, Magic Circle kind of like b- keeps it in a it kind of like imprisons it. Uh, yeah, yeah, it imprisons a certain type of creature. That's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I like that. That's that works super well with monster slang. Yeah, actually. Yeah. That that that's pretty sweet. Banishment is the thirteenth level, so shares that one as well. Also makes a lot of sense and also mm-hmm. super sweet. And seventeenth level is perfect. It's hold monster. Hold monster, yeah. Which is I mean such a good spell, right? Hold monster. Oh yeah. Insane. So that that works perfect for its 17th level. Uh, Third level abilities the Monster Slayer is getting is the Hunter's Sense and Slayer's Prey. Hunter's Sense is as an action, you can choose one creature within 60 feet of you. You immediately learn whether the creature has any damage immunities, resistances, vulnerabilities, and what they are. (laughs) I love that. I freaking love that. Uh, if it's hidden from divination magic, you will sense that it has no immunities. Resi- so that's like, they give the DMs a way out, which I kind of hate. <laughs> oh, this is just hidden from divination. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's like, uh, really? I don't know. I do also wish this was a bonus action. Yeah, this definitely feels like... 
feels like a bonus action. Yeah, feels like it should be. And also, like, especially because you only need it to do it once anyway. Yeah. So, and then they like give you this you feature a number of times equal to wisdom mod, and you get it whenever you finish a long rest. Kind of wish it was short rest, just so you kind of always have it. That might mean mm-hmm. it runs out. You know, it's kind of like this. Eventually. This is basically to protect DMs from someone yeah. going, "What's that guy's immunity? What's yeah. this guy's? <laughs> what about this thing? What about this thing?" It's like, shut up! You already eventually used it. Eventually, it runs out. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> it runs out. Yeah, I know. But I don't know. It's just like. If they're using more of a joke, actions, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They're you know, it's like, but it's a worthy action to use, dude. Knowing everything about a creature to sensibly destroy it really quickly is really mm-hmm. useful. Yeah. Uh, Slayer's Prey is the other one. Uh, this is the bo- the bonus action they give them, and this is uh, you designate one creature within sixty feet of you. The first time each turn that you hit with a weapon attack, you'll deal an extra d six. Uh, it'll last uh, until you finish a short rest or whenever you designate a different creature. <laughs> so it's just like, you, you just always have an initial D- D6 on everything. Yep. I also, okay, so it does... Your, Gives you Hunter's Mark. Yes, yes. I wish this damage went up. It doesn't. I don't know why it doesn't. Right, it feels like, yeah, just like the other ones, it should go up to 2D6 at level 11. 2D6 at level 11. Just go up. Uh, supernatural Defense at 7th level. You gain extra resilience whenever the target of your Slayer's Prey... So first you have to mark things with your Slayer's Prey, which isn't hard. Again, just bonus action on your turn. Uh, whenever they force you to make a saving throw, uh, you add a D6 to your roll. Which against boss fights, like that's insane. Right? That's to pretty have an sweet. additional D6 against yeah. all the saves for the, for the boss fight. Is like, yeah, the so saving bad. throws are always the most impactful. <laughs> yeah. Thing. So to just have that in all boss fights, is just like, oh, thank God. I have a D6... For all all saves, every save, every single save, not just wisdom saves and grapple checks and ability checks. Yeah, to me, <laughs> that's so random. That it's, it's just, just like to escape sure, the grapple. yeah. Just saving throws in generals is good, uh, but it's only against again the Slayer's prey things. Eleventh uh, level is really sweet. The magic user's nemesis. When you see a creature casting a spell or teleporting within sixty feet of you. You can use your reaction to foil it, so you get a counter spell. Yeah, you get as a, a reaction. That's a ma- as a reaction too. Uh, they have to succeed on a wisdom save, or it's fa- or it fails, or is wasted. And then, of course, you only get this uh, as a short rest. It's like a, but yeah, it doesn't use wants. any spell slots. It's just a re- it uses up your reaction, and you get like one free counter spell as long as it's within sixty feet of you. This is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Uh... Yeah, trying to get away. I mean, most of the time, teleporting means they're going to cast a spell anyway. But yeah, this is uh, this is pretty nice. This is really sweet. Uh, and then lastly, the Slayer's Counter. Uh, 15th level, you gain the ability to counterattack when your prey tries to sabotage you. Again, it only focuses... This is like a very singular target-focused build, mm-hmm. right? If the target of your Slayer's uh, Prey forces you to make a saving throw, which again, you get a d6 on it, you can use a reaction to make one weapon attack against it. Uh, you make this attack immediately before making the saving throw. If the attack hits, your save automatically succeeds. So now it's saying, not only do I get a D6, and you still will get the D6, even if <laughs> mm-hmm. even if this thing doesn't work. But if you do hit with this thing, you, you just succeed that save. Just like done. Yeah, I yeah. Even, I don't even make that. And you just get, yeah... And you got attack. and you got an right, right. Yeah. And you got an additional attack. 
and it's your Slayer's Prey, so you got an additional D6 on that. Yep. So that's super that's sweet. Yeah. That's super sweet. That's this just like, is like no. the super boss fight guy. Yeah. Yeah. I I I like this class. I I I'd rate this, you know, in the B B minus ish range. I think I'm right there with you. Yep. Like you're gonna get just a ton of stuff went like that works exactly how you want to. <laughs> right. Because you just be like, this guy is boned. <laughs> and he can't do anything <laughs> against me. And if he tries to get away, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I love, like, the hunter sense, too. Like, if people are just, like, baffled, I'm like, well, how would we hurt this thing? And you're just like, hunter sense, man. Like, yeah, give me, exactly. Give me the info. Like, I'll tell you how to hurt this thing. Mm-hmm. You're just using that early on to be like, all right, guys, I like, everyone toss fire on this thing. This thing hates fire. And then, yeah, like, yeah. Every, everyone just pulls out all the stops. Like, they're like, okay, we all know fire hurts it now. Everyone pulls out fire stops. Yeah. So, it's just a, it's, like, useful in party scenarios. It's got, like, Zone of Truth kind of weird shit randomly. Yeah, like Zone of Truth, like, but it gets like good stuff, you know. If Magic Circle's fun in, in some scenarios, Hold Monster is amazing. Right. It's, it's, it's good. and it has, yeah, it, and it doesn't suffer from some of the other subclasses that kind of focus on particular like creature types. Like, I right. could easily see this being like only if it's you know your beast right aberrations monster. are yeah. dead or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, like you're out of luck. Realized it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like yeah. Oh, it's I think the one thing I'd add, I wish the class had was the Slayer's Prey just went up into D into two D six. Right. Yeah. If that Same. if they scaled that damage up just one tick, and I think if, as a DM, I would say go for it. Hey, eleven level, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you want two D six on that? Go for it. Go for yeah, it. It's like yeah. what's that really going to do? Uh, yeah. So yeah, B minus. Uh, that's the Monster Slayer. All right, we'll move on to Tasha's, and start with the Fey Wanderer. The uh, Fey Wanderer spells are going to be third level Charm Person, good one, good one, pretty good. Uh, fifth level Misty Step, we love Misty Step. We already love said me it. Love some misty steps step. that are Misty. Ninth level Dispel Magic. Now that's a useful one. That's just that's, that's so just, useful just that useful like people stuff. underuse this. They uh, yeah, they should use Dispel Magic a lot more. And yeah. uh, it's nice to have this on a Ranger too, on a class that like yeah right like on a Ranger. It's like yeah, that's where you want it. It's like this guy can do his melee damage, but like. If he really needs a spell slot, he could dispel this magic spell. And that's yeah, crazy. and sometimes I know it kind of feels bad to be like, I'm I'm the wizard. I only have one like third level spell slot. I really want to do damage with it or something. And then Ranger's like, I got it. It's fine. Yeah, the Ranger can do it. Awesome. So good to have it on the Ranger. 13th level, one of my favorite spells, Dimension Door. Ugh. Super useful yes. teleport. I love this spell. And then 17th level is Mislead. This is an interesting one. It, like, creates a duplicate of you, right? Yeah, so you become invisible. You, like, leave the space as the illusion takes the Loki, The the classic Loki thing. The Loki move, yeah. Yeah, the Loki move. (laughs) Mislead. Uh, Pretty sweet. So, cool spells. Good spells. Good spells. Uh, you get dreadful strikes at third level. This is like your little additional pit tick of damage, right? When you hit a creature with a weapon, you could deal a D4 psychic damage. Uh, it's only once per turn, and it'll go up to a D6 at 11th level. This is hilarious. Like, the damage yeah. is so small, though. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, you get a D6 D4 now. D4 to D6 is like, really? I should, it should go D4, D4 to D8, but yeah. whatever. And you also get the otherworldly glamour. Uh Whenever you make a charisma check, you can uh, gain a bonus equal to your wisdom mod. And in addition, you also gain proficiency in deception, performance, or persuasion. So one of the three. 
which That's, is this is pretty sweet. Like basically you don't have to have high charisma to be like i want to have i want to be the yeah, beguiling true. party member with high deception you can be like well okay well wisdom is my main non right, like right. and you can kind of build the charisma attribute. stat but still be persuasive yeah that's per- that's kind of cool yeah i do like that that it gives you that little thing uh beguiling twist at seventh level you had advantage on saving throws against being charmed or frightened awesome that, that it's both yeah that's that's so good I mean, I know that, like, oh, I was a half-elf that gave me this anyway. But, like, it's it's good to have. <laughs> right, yeah. No, maybe I think I'm the, the falling asleep. That's what it was. Well, no, you have a, oh, no, uh, half-elves get advantage against being charmed, but not charmed. frightened. Okay, but not frightened, yeah. Uh, in addition, whenever you or a creature you can see within 120 feet of you succeeds on a saving throw against being charmed or frightened, you can use your reaction to force a different creature within 120 feet of you to make a wisdom saving throw against your spell save if it fails the target is charmed or frightened by you so this is insane you can like use the charmed or frightened effect and force it onto something rebound it against not even yeah. necessarily the same caster yeah but you can just <laughs> force it on uh, somebody else I, that's amazing when it comes up i don't know how often it's going to come up at least like the base of this being advantage on charmed or frightened is good enough for me but like yeah like yeah exactly like the ba- the base <laughs> case is pretty uh, is pretty low. Well, I mean, it means if that ever comes into effect, it would therefore mean that the second effect could then be. Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah. Because <laughs> you, okay, I'm making a saving throw against being frightened. Well, then I can do this thing. Now, here you go. Yeah, the... It might be better than I'm thinking. Like, I'm looking at that and be like, that never comes up. But meanwhile, I'm like, oh, but having saving throws against it's good. Well, that would mean that the other thing's good. Right, yeah, that means you are being charged to frighten. Although, like, there is kind of the... In practice... A lot of big monsters, a lot of bosses are immune to Charmed or Frightened. Right, right. So, so you couldn't use it on that. But, but a lot of boss minions, fights have multiple things. Exactly, yeah, like yeah. there's never only just the one boss. So if like the dragon uses right. its terrifying presence or whatever it's called to try to frighten everybody, he'd be like, oh, now your guy's frightened of me. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, 11th level is the Fae Reinforcements. You know the spell Summon Fae, so you get another additional spell. It doesn't count against the number of spells you... Uh, no, and you don't have to need, you don't need material components, so you just have it. Uh, you use it without using a spell slot, and you can do so whenever you finish a long rest. So it just gives you the spell summon Fey for every per long rest. Yeah, uh, free free spell. Uh, yeah, and uh, if whenever you start casting the spell, you can modify it so it doesn't require concentration, and the spell's duration becomes one minute for that casting. So if you don't want to concentrate on it because it's usually a concentration spell for up to an hour. Instead, you can just be like, it lasts for a minute. Which, like, in combat, that's insane. That you don't that's pretty sweet. And you just get a summon fey. Yeah. No that's concentration. Insane. That's No concentration. That's, you just you just summon sweet. a freaking fey for a minute, yeah. which is long enough for every combat. Yeah, it lasts for, yeah. Uh, you know, a fey will share your initiative, but... Uh, you you know mm-hmm. it's it's a bonus action you can use all its actions or bonus actions on its turn yeah it's it got some cool it's got a too. good it's got a good stat sheet i mean there's yeah. some cool stuff that Faye can do it's got it's got a multi attack yep uh it makes a number of attacks equal to half the spell's level so it can try it to charm something it could charm stuff it could uh face step it can yeah it could do some good stuff so there's the summon fate and then 15th level the misty wanderer 
You can slip in and out of the Fey Wild. You can cast Misty Step without expending a spell slot. You could do so equal to a number of times equal to your Wisdom modifier. That's awesome. That's yeah, that's pretty sweet. You could just miss. This is like near the Horizon Walker levels of teleportation around. Yeah, and at 15th level with this class, because a lot of it references spell save DCs, you're probably have like a plus. You five. have a high Wisdom. Yeah, yeah, you you definitely if you're taking Fey Wanderer, you want a high high Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Not only did it, it also affected all of your charisma stats, right? Because of the other Willy Growler from third level. Like, you just want a really high wisdom. Oh, yeah. You want your charm persons to work. You want, yep. like, a lot of different yeah. things to work. So, like, yeah, you're taking a high wisdom when you, and you want your Beguiling Twist to work whenever you get to use it. So, yeah, you're you're looking at five different mist, free Misty Steps. Yeah. That's insane. And, That's really and, strong. And this is even better than a regular Misty Step because you can bring somebody with you too oh yes in addition you can bring along one willing creature within five feet of you that's that's so good it's so good yeah because <laughs> you can just so like good. run up grab somebody teleport misty teleport, step away yeah, them. Poof, poof them away 30 feet that's so good you can be like the little rescuer yeah <laughs> jumping around that's awesome yeah this is a really cool class then you have your full action to do whatever you want after that that's pretty sweet this is a cool class this is very similar to my trickery cleric honestly Mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, a lot of a lot of porting, a lot of uh, teleporty bullshit uh, kind of guy. It's this is sweet. This is sweet. I would I would give this the uh, the B plus mark too. Yeah, I would give it a B. And, uh, anywhere in the B range. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's not like insane. It's not it's crazy. Just, like, yeah, doing some you, cool stuff. Yeah, you get like a damage boost. Yeah, it's very small. A very, very small damage boost. You're not exactly. You're just you're just the blinky bullshitty kind of guy. Yeah, exactly. Bouncing around, doing some trickery, doing some bullshitty shit. All right. Lastly is the Swarm Keeper. The Swarm Keeper gets the spells. Uh, for some reason, this one gets a cantrip as well. I don't know why at third level it like additionally gets a cantrip. Oh, I know why. Yeah, because it it's it's part of the Swarm Keeper magic. It's part of magic. the Swarm thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it gets Fairy Fire as its third level, which is perfect that like flavor wise is perfect and also is like an insane spell to have on your ranger because Mm -hmm. they're gonna concentrate concentrate on their one spell might as well be fairy fire one of the most useful like i'm not really a caster so fairy fire okay we all have advantage now (laughs) yeah exactly and like most times when you're casting fairy fire that means you're a caster so you're not benefiting from the fairy fire yeah but meanwhile you're the ranger so you're getting like like, super attacks on it yeah so good so yeah perfect you also get mage hand cantrip uh but that's because you control swarm so your mage hand is really actually a swarm hand (laughs) uh fifth level you get web that's a good one web's good i think people Uh, overrate web yeah that's true most people uh, most people i think use it when they have a wand of web which is why they use it because it doesn't expend spell slots for them but like if they realize it's useful if they have a wand of web they're like oh this is good uh, ninth level is a gaseous form. Love gaseous. Love, love me some gaseous form. I love me some gaseous form. Thirteenth uh, level is arcane eye. That one's kind of a dud to me. Yeah, I I'm picturing my head. It's like the swarm is spying on. You're like yeah, the swarm is the fly I, on I the wall. I guess that's so kind of the point, right? But like, I don't know. Having a scout at thirteenth level is like whatever. I don't know. We don't. Yeah, yeah. Like somebody has a familiar. <laughs> yeah, or, we don't. It can be invisible or something. So <laughs> probably not super easy. And then lastly, 17th level is Insect Plague. Uh, 
It's, yeah. it's some decent damage if, like, you get him in the right spot. At 17th level. At 17th good. level, yeah, that's the whole thing, right? It's like, okay. It's Insect like, Plague, like, okay, I'm, I'm going to cast a Meteor Swarm. <laughs> you can't yeah, well, yeah, right. you're like, Insect Plague, I'm sitting here doing 4 d you're like, I'm yeah. going to do, like, 8 d Yeah, exactly. They, they're, uh, they were kind of trapped by the flavor. The, Make, for a fifth it makes spell. total sense. It is their fifth level spell. Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, so third level, you're going to get the Gathered Swarm. So you kind of get to pick the type of swarm you have. Swarming insects, twitebligs, fluttering birds, or playful pixies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so once on each of your turns, the swarm can assist you in multiple ways. They can either do an additional... While you're alive. Why not? Yes. It says while you're alive. Thank you for specifying. It's also you have to literally deal damage with an attack. It helps you. Yeah, yeah. When it, it helps you. So they deal an additional six piercing damage. Uh, they can make your attack target succeed on a strength save, or they'll be moved by your swarm up to 15 feet. <laughs> they'll just like launch it. That, that's a lot. That's a of lot. Feet. That's a lot of feet. That's 15 feet's a, a big move. That's or, a big move. Yeah. or if you don't want them to have to succeed on a strength save, you can just move them five feet. Yeah. Uh, and you, you can't choose to do that if they failed on the save. It's like you either move them 15 feet or zero, or you move them five feet. Oh, or no, no. You, you are moved five feet. So you can move oh, yourself. You are, okay, you can move yourself. Yeah. Oh, that, thank you. Right? You're right. You can move five feet. You can move an opponent 15 feet, but only if they fail their, their strength save. Or you could deal a D6 in addition. I like the optionality there. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. Yeah, at least sometimes you just are not going to care about the D6. But you can, like, push somebody off a bridge. Yeah. And then they (laughs) die. (laughs) This one doesn't upset me as much that the damage doesn't go up. Because it has the optionality there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, I get that the D6 doesn't go up. It's because I can also move. I can also move them. There's other things that it does. Yeah. Uh, but the default's always just the extra D6, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you also get the Swarmkeeper Magic at third level, what we mentioned, which this gives you the Mage Hand cantrip, which is sweet. I mean, just to give you a Mage cantrip. Hand is so Mage useful. Hand's one of the most useful cantrips in the game to me. Uh, now, the reason it's giving you the Mage Hand is that it's not a Mage Hand. It's the swarming... <laughs> of, yeah. your, of your things that are that is the mage hand it's your sword they, they yeah they are your but hand they can be your so it makes total sense flavor wise it's great and it's a great third level thing to just have yep. so pretty sweet third levels writhing tide is your seventh as a bonus action you can have a flying speed of 10 feet <laughs> and you can hover uh yeah. this lasts for one minute unless you're incapacitated and you can use this a number of times equal to your proficiency so and last, so you have you have a flying of speed of ten feet for as long as the fight lasts if you wanted to fly, which is pretty sweet that you can just kind of start floating up from the battle. <laughs> yeah, and like ten feet, that's enough to be like I fly ten feet straight up, and then like some like a lot of stuff won't hit you if they're large. They might hit you, they and will, then you like... just like bonus action, ten more feet in the air. You kind of like a at will semi levitation. Yeah, which is really sweet. That yeah. is, and it costs you literal nothing yeah and you can just be where you want now of course once you're up there you did kind of trap yourself up there because you only have a fly speed of 10 feet so if you wanted to drop to the ground you'd have to take a lot of time to get back to the ground to use your full move speed yep you literally only have 10 feet when you're up that would be your move (laughs) so you do not move fast 
I there I this is kind of weird because like I wonder if I could be like I choose to fall the ten feet instead of flying down. I would take some damage, but like no, know. you could you could right you could you could set you could release your swarm underneath you and, yeah. and just drop. But yeah, exactly. you would take fall damage. That would hurt. Right, take fall damage. I wonder like that's a very like DM. And you probably have to use your bonus action to release your swarm. Yeah, that would probably be the thing to be like. It's like, yeah, I use my bonus action to release my swarm, which drops me to the ground. I now take fall damage, and now I can run. Exactly, yeah. That's that's a rough scenario to have to be Yeah, because like, if you're a flying creature, I would say, no, you can't just, you can't fly to the, you can't just fall to the ground and not suspend into movement because if you're Aarakocra and have wings, but this is kind of different. I don't know. It's yeah. One of the weird. <laughs> if you're Eric Coker, though, you're just flying anyway. Just flying time, yeah. <laughs> you don't care about this ten feet. Eleventh uh, level, you'll get the mighty swarm. Uh, so it does increase the damage actually uh, of the gathered swarm, which is the initial. It will go up to a d8. So this actually does scale, but it it used your eleventh level to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also. <laughs> So it just it, it all it does is increase all three of the things you got at third level. So the damage goes to a d8. If you move the opponent, you can cause the uh, creature to be knocked prone. So not only did you, did you launch it 15 feet, but you also knocked it prone. I I just think that's hilarious. For <laughs> just like there's a just a bunch of like gnats flying around. This guy's like, oh, oh shit, tossing <laughs> it aside. <laughs> Instead, lifting up and moving him, it's like what the fuck, <laughs> knocking him prone, sending him fifteen feet away, and knocking him prone whenever you hit them. Uh, and then, if you are moved by the gathering storm, it'll also give you half cover. Yeah, pretty sweet. Pretty if you know like, that, like bonus action gives you plus two to your AC, essentially. Right. So if like you know things with range are attacking you. You can just move yourself and give yourself half cover. It's pretty sweet. Uh, lastly, 15th level, the Swarming Dispersal. Whenever you take damage, you can use your reaction to give yourself resistance to that damage. Love it. That was exactly what we had on one of the other classes before, right? Mm-hmm. And then you vanish into your swarm and teleport to an unoccupied space within 30 feet of you. So that's insane. So like you take the damage, you resist that damage, and then you immediately teleport. They probably have no follow-up damage for that. Yeah, exactly. That's the big thing. Like you take the first attack, you take resistance to that, and then you just teleport. And yeah, then so you lose this number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. So yeah, it is pretty sweet because like it's very easy to imagine a scenario where the you're trying to be like maybe you're a ranged character. They run up on you, hit you with their first of four attacks or something, and you go, okay, reaction, I'm out of there. But they already used your your movement. Yeah, and you've resisted to it, and you teleport 30 feet. So now it's like, well, I already committed to the multi-attack attack attack action, and now I don't have you as a target, and I used all my movement to get to you. So now it's just like, okay, just whiffed on a turn. That was it. Yep, that was it. Resistance to the one attack, and then nothing, no follow. So pretty sweet uh, overall. I mean, yeah, I, I think this sits so solidly in the B range. It's like yeah, it's like same. a perfect like yes, good class. Yeah, <laughs> like n- no problem at all. Just doing its thing. It's super random. It's got the swarm that's doing really funky shit. Um, you know, yep. it's I, it's got great combat abilities, and then out of combat, 
<laughs> There's nothing there. You just have a mage swarm hand. around you. Yeah, yeah. mage hand but, swarm, yeah. and you can turn into a gas form if you wanted to to get through weird spots, and nothing else. Yep. So that's the swarm keeper. Uh, and then lastly, and then we where we're going into the other classes because they, I think there was such a bad taste in everyone's mouth from how bad the Beastmaster was. Then they come out with fizzbands and dragons, and they were like, Rangers should have a dragon type class. So they invented the Drake Warden, which is basically like a dragon rider. And it's pretty Sounds sweet. Pretty sweet. It's pretty sweet, yeah. So this is called the Drake Warden. Uh, you don't get spells. So it kind of harkens. It literally just is a comparison to the Beastmaster class. Yeah, it sounds like just another Beastmaster class. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to get the Draconic Gift at third level. So it's going to give you Thaumaturgy as a cantrip. And you get to speak, read, and write Draconic and one other language. So you get two languages and Thaumaturgy. Uh, and you get a Drake as a companion. And it works the same way the newly updated Beast does. Where like, it acts on your turn. But you get to use a bonus action to use as the tax. It's got its own stat block, but it's got some cool, a uh, cool stat block because it's yeah, really cool it drink, does. So it's got like infused strikes, sweet. so it does an extra d6 damage of the type determined by its draconic essence. So it could be an acid drake, a cold drake, a fire drake, a lightning drake, or a poison drake. Yeah, it it has well, it has an attack and it also has a reaction that buffs an attack. Which is yes, pretty sweet. Which is his infused strikes, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then it has uh, the Bond of Fang and Scale at 7th level. So at 7th level, while your Drake is summoned, you can mount the Drake now. So, like I said, Dragon Rider. So now you can use the Drake as a mount. If you're riding your Drake, you use its flying speed. Uh, and you can still, like, attack and use its attack while mm-hmm. you're flying. It's just insane. Like, you just become this flying Drake, which is sweet. Um, also it's attacks become magical now it's got a magic fang and you have resistance to the damage type based on your draconic essence deals an extra dice of damage yeah deals an extra dice of damage now with his magic fang and you have resistance to the type of damage so which is just generally useful but of course it's only against a certain type right yeah yeah uh 11th level you get the drake's breath now it as an action it has a 30 foot cone breath attack equal to uh you know whatever type Again, it's all the draconic essence thing. It's a big breath. It's a eight d six breath attack. Yeah, it's a fireballs worth of breath attack. Breath attack, uh, and it'll increase to ten d six at fifteenth level. Of course, it's only once per long rest, or you can spend a third level slot uh, slot to use it again. So you can. Bring that's it pretty cool. Yeah, you can effectively that... cast two spells a turn with this. That. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean this this whole class that's is just sweet. sweet. And then uh, Perfected Bond is the 15th level, so now it just updates that uh, what was 7th level 1, so now the Empowered Bite to the Drake's Bite, it ups its damage to 2d6 extra damage based off its uh, essence. Uh, the, the the Drake grows, it's now a bigger right. <laughs> It's now it's a large, large Drake. So uh, nothing is prohibited from using its flying speed. Uh, but like I feel like you, you weren't going, you, like you're going to be a medium-sized class probably anyway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like if you pick this class, you're not going to be like, I'm a large, gigantic I'm orc. I'm dry it, so dry. can't do it. <laughs> I can't ride it oh. until 15th level. Uh, also, the reflexive resistance, when it you or the drake takes damage within 30 feet of each other, you can use reaction 
to give yourself or the Drake resistance to that instance of damage. So you just like protect each other, which is insane. And uh, you can use the reaction equal to uh, any amount of proficiency bonus. That it's, that it's reaction that reaction to gain resistance has come up like multiple times. They were like, good. this tested well, so we're just going to put it on everything. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. But, I mean, honestly, it's, it's just like, I would rather go this over Beastmaster almost every time. I mean, a Drake, to me, a dragon's the coolest kind of animal you could have with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, and like, the thing that you want to do if you did pick, like, Beast of the Sky is ride Right, your giant eagle right, right. and it's just like it's just, can you do that you. it's this not like allows you to mount it at seventh level yeah like, it's just like by the way written in the rules here you go and then yeah. it like has this giant breath and you would just you're playing as if you wanted to play as a dragon i see no better way mm-hmm. this literally allows you to play as a freaking dragon yeah this is pretty sweet so yeah. i think overall the class is probably a b minus but it is like the dragon class yes but B minus beats the C of the Beastmaster. So to me, this is a yeah. Point. The ability for you to just you effectively at um, seventh level gain a flying. You have just infinite flying speed in, on yep. combat. Is yep. pretty nuts. It's not the fastest flying it. speed. It's forty feet. It's not like an insane flying speed. Yeah, but, it's fast. but like it's man, even it's flying, if though. you gain, I mean, that's like a third level spell that you don't have to concentrate on. It's just right. fly. Or a legendary pair of boots, you know. Exactly, yeah. And like like the Draconic Sorcerer gets flying at level fourteen. <laughs> yeah, you uh, and now basically, yeah, you just get it at level seven. Yeah. It's it's a good class. It's good. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's pretty good. Uh all right, let's move on to the to the characters we created, Eric. Oh yeah. So we created, of course, a level three of the classes for you, just to give just some flavor, just some context, just to like, you know, a fun way to build, just the way we see it, what you do, what we would do, kind of how we feel. So where did you go for this? Give me uh, where you went. So I made a Swarm Keeper uh, Ranger. Ooh, okay. Um, and the, <laughs> the flavor of my Swarm Keeper is his name is jeremy he's just a regular <laughs> human uh or i took the very human just because whatever but um he was just like a regular human until one day he stepped on a bug and that bug swarm society means that he is their new leader so he is not <laughs> interested in being a swarm keeper ranger <laughs> but oh, these bugs funny. just follow him around and do whatever they say <laughs> so, so he's annoyed by this swarm. Um, but uh, so I took for my fighting style, I took the uh, the the one that allows you to take druid spells, so I can get infestation. Okay, yeah, the two cantrips. Yep, as a cantrip and druid craft. Um, I took the varying human feat to give me the fighting style for archery, just to get the plus two bonus. Yep, yep. Um, and I took speak with animals so i could talk to the insects uh even though i think it says beasts but we're i think insects are beasts i i would ask my dm hey can you speak with insects on or speak with animals on these insects i I, okay i would allow that i think speak with animals in insects yeah i'd probably be like sugar uh um my uh favored enemy are plants 
<laughs> <laughs> just because I think that's funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. So this, I'm I'm a reluctant swarm keeper ranger. I love it. All right. Uh, so I chose, so it's funny. We both went variant human then this time. I went for a very specific reason. Now I will give you an optional option just because I, the reason I went was specifically for a feat that you need for the, exactly what I'm going for. Uh-huh. Of course, at fourth level, you kind of get a feat anyway. So like we're, we're building third level characters. So like right. the only way to get But if these were about to be level leveled up, right? you might choose a different race. Yeah, exactly. That's saying. exactly what I'm mentioning. Yeah. Fourth level, you could kind of do what I'm doing and select a feat at fourth level with a different class. So I'll call that out a little bit later. But for now, third level, yeah, I went variant human to get the feat. The feat I went with is the magic initiate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the ranger I went with is the monster slayer uh conclave oh so did you want to get the fine familiar no i wanted to get the chromatic orb spell Uh, from first level so the whole idea of this guy is that he's gonna hunter sense find out their uh uh, vulnerability and then chromatic orb exactly what he needs to chromatic orb into (laughs) just pound this thing with a uh, super spell, what should you say? At third level, a 3d8 if you double that damage uh, because it's... Is it double damage when it's... Vulnerability, yeah. It's double damage. Yeah, double damage. So 68 at level 3 <laughs> for your first <laughs> level spell is like ungodly. Wait, let me uh, check. Predict. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh, and you technically can crit on that because it is an attack, it is an attack thing. Yeah. So you could technically do 12 D8 at third level um, by finding out its weakness and then uh, chromatic orbing uh, the hell out of a thing. Now, because I selected the magic initiate, it also gives me some really sweet cantrips from the wizard spell list. So I get like Toll the Dead which gives me uh, a necrotic damage spell now. Mm-hmm. So I have, I, I basically covered like everything between chromatic or being like all the elemental types. And now toll the dead being necrotic, you kind of have everything covered. Like you, you could, you could just have any type of damage you need. Right. Um, I also took shock and grasp as like my, you know, general, Oh shit button. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. Shock and grasp is always good. Yeah, it's just always good as my other one. And then uh, fighting style, I took archery. I do plan on this being a ranged caster. There's no Mm -hmm. reason to get close to something. You're kind of just shooting something, making it a slayer's prey, dealing some extra damage. You're trying to find out its weakness and just... Yeah, and and your orb, that's a ranged spell text. Does archery make it... Does archery specifically say... With a ranged weapon, I believe. It's ranged weapons. I but you're that, that means you're planning on being ranged anyway, so it doesn't make sense Correct. to be like dual wielding yeah, when you're playing. Yeah. yeah, right. There's no there's no other one that I'd be. I mean, defense fine because sure. Such yeah, a, yeah. Right. But like, no, I I want the plus two to attack rolls with my weapons. Like, I it's not like I can cast a chromatic orb every single round. It's <laughs> um, and importantly, you want the D, extra d six, so you really want to hit things. So the plus two to it, your attacks is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, now the one I would want to call out is I don't think we've ever talked about this class before is my fourth level one. I would like to go with a protector Asimar. Asimars are pretty cool. Oh yeah, uh, They're pretty sweet. They have celestial resistances. So they have resistance to necrotic and radiant. They have the healing hands, uh, 
which allows you to, as an action, you can regain a hit points equal to your level. Yeah, so kind of like a mini land yeah, hands ability. Little, yeah. little mini heal. Uh, you know the light cantrip. And also, you have the radiant soul. You also get plus two charisma, plus one wisdom, which aren't the greatest, uh, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- possibly uh, what I would do, because I think chromatic orb is also part of the sorcerer. It right. And, and usually, so you could like go now, sorcerer instead. Usually, with uh, the Tasha's rules, kind of say, like, hey, if you really want to, you can put those plus two and plus one anywhere you want. That's fair. Yeah. But if you had to use these because mm-hmm. you get the plus two charisma, you might want to go sorcerer instead, which uses charisma. You still get chromatic orb, and then you could just grab a different one. Um, or you still have shock and grasp, too. You can literally grab the same ones. Right. Uh, yeah, so you, it's just depending whether you want intelligence or it's like, doesn't matter. And then you also get the Radiant Soul for Protector Asimar, which allows you to transform as a bonus action and gives you a flying speed of 30 feet. Yeah, <laughs> just gives and, you a full flying yeah, speed and more damage. At third yeah. level. Yeah, and also uh, on each of your turns, you deal extra Radiant damage whenever you deal damage with an attack or a spell equal to your level. Yeah. So, yeah, you just get, like, this ridiculous thing per combat that you now fly, you deal extra rating damage. That's just your base class, and I'm just yeah. like... Yeah, Asimars are like, just like, is base this race, a subclass? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, wait a second, what? For I could sure. fly, Especially do Especially the protector one to me. Yeah, yeah that one's just nuts. insane. And wisdom is just generally always good for Right, rangers, yeah, yeah. So, like, can't, can't go wrong. Stacking that on there is good. Yep, so that that was my ranger. So yeah, I went with it specifically third level. I wanted to pair Hunter Sense with Chromatic Orb. The only way to do that at third level is Human Variant, Magic Initiate Feet, Hunter Sense. Now mm-hmm. I can find out what you're weak to and blast your ass with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so super cool. Now, of course, that you know you only have like, what, one thir- first level slot? Or, I don't know. Yeah, with the Magic Initiate, but yeah, 68 for, a level one, for an attack is pretty good. Yeah, or 12 if I crit. Or 12. <laughs> yeah, I actually did something similar with a with the um, cleric, uh, Temptus cleric, because you can max damage a lightning or thunder spell. So you can like chromatic orb, um, so to get just like auto 24 damage for the first that's level spell. Good. That's pretty good. Sweet. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Right, you just go magic initiate with the, yeah, that cleric. and then Yeah. That. Yeah, that's cool. You have to be what level for that to max damage on that? Probably pretty high. Well, level three because of, you have to get their subclass or wh- whatever the subclass is. Because I think you get that right away. But right? it gets it right away. That's pretty sweet. Who that knows? would be probably. If I'm wrong, that. tell us. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the classes we have remaining, I just wanted to talk about. There's only three. We've gotten through most of the D and D five E classes. We have the fighter. Uh, because we technically like started this this the se- the whole series with like how to create a character and use the fighter, but we didn't actually go over to the fighter class, so we still have the fighter to go over. Uh, the druid is the only other spellcaster to go over, and then uh, there's the artificer, which is a uh, part of kind of like the new because there's also the blood hunter if you want to include that as well as like classes that were invented later on in the game. Um. Artificer has definitely been accepted in, and then Blood Hunter is kind of one that's like there, but like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. 
but Artificer is definitely a legit one now. Uh, they, they fleshed that one out. It's pretty sweet. So we'll definitely do that one. We maybe might do a Blood Hunter episode. Maybe not. But there you go. That's mm-hmm. all the uh, the classes Sweet. that we have left. So if you want one in particular, uh, let us know about it. Otherwise, you'll have to wait a couple months. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so I looked it up. It is a channel divinity you get at level two for cleric. Order oh, so you have to use your channel divinity. Yep. Use channel divinity to maximize uh, lightning or thunder damage when you chromatic orb somebody. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, you so only do it have once. to get the yeah or a couple days. I don't know. But you could do that at level two. two. <laughs> yeah, that, like, level two, a level two ca- you can make a very OP level two character. Yeah, on that <laughs> class, <laughs> like that just kills most things that you're gonna human fight. variant uh, cleric thing yeah. with magic initiate feat is uh, very overpowered. It's nice, as it turns out. At least for uh, for one spell, <laughs> mm-hmm. one given spell just gets just... and you're done. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that was it for the ranger class. Uh, where are we going next time we get to Magic the Gathering next week? All right, yeah, we're going to go over the Commander decks for the uh, Commander Legends, Baldur's Gate. And we'll, and we'll see how we feel if, if we get to all... There's five of them, so it's a doozy, because there's a lot of new cards that they made since it was yeah. like a full release. Uh, so maybe we get to all of them, maybe not. We might split mm-hmm. it up in episodes. That's true. Possibly. Depending on how we want to cover yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And then how about next time we get to D&D? All right, now we're going to go over uh, different different items. I feel like items are like half of building your character in D&D, yeah, like finding loot and stuff. We do apologize if you are astute listeners. You probably listened to us say that we were going to do this, and we totally forgot. <laughs> no, it was all part of the play. <laughs> we totally uh, said we were going to do it and then totally didn't do it. So Yeah, we biffed it. Uh Yes, we miffed it, but uh, we we have it. We have it on the books. It's on the books for Still next the time. We are doing items uh, now. I, I have it listed that we're just going to go over the common because there's so many items, and I don't think we could possibly get into all the rare ones. I think it's important to go over the common and uncommon. Yeah, ones first. those are the ones you're going to see first. Likely to see, right? Yeah, go, so we're going to talk highlights. about those in general first and then and then we'll have a different episode obviously on the rare and legendary the ones to to look after and go after and want to and nudge your your dms to be like hey, like, hey. In the game. yeah <laughs> or yeah, of course definitely. ones just to look for for uh for one shots is more more likely yeah uh, for one shot build uh although dms out there don't feel bad about like if your players ask for something give it giving it to them <laughs> because yeah, yeah that makes it more fun for them also if you want if they're like hey it'd be really cool if i get this thing then right. you can like oh well a guy had this item and he went off into the woods over there and they're more likely to <laughs> yeah, use it as like yeah, a creative scenario yeah yeah Heck, that's my entire character is based off of trying to find items. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's the whole purpose of my character is he's just looking for items looking for of, of magical, yeah, magical purpose and trying to set things right. Um, there you go. So, uh, yeah, we can link our, our Gmail and Twitter again. We haven't in a while. Uh, if you want to reach out to us again, could we just mention like, oh, if you wanted a certain class, where would they tell us? Yeah, you can go email us at dragonpartypodcast, gmail.com, or Twitter at dragonpartypod. 
Yeah, definitely email. I do check the Gmail every once in a while. They obviously come direct to me for the most part. So I do check, especially my, I, I, I check it once a week. I, I don't like, you know, I'm not going to respond to you r- right away, but obviously a podcast is coming in and I'm like, let me check the email first. If he doesn't respond for, to you within 30 minutes, then the podcast is free. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> They're getting a lot of free stuff. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, you can definitely reach out. You can definitely tell us what you think of the pod. Uh, leave a review, too. Uh, we, we don't mention that stuff enough, too. You know, yeah, that's true. We, we definitely have. There's a lot of you that listen now. I think we've gotten, you know, a, a base of customer. So thank you for listening. Definitely, if you if you come in to listen to us, leave a review. If you haven't, though, uh, Apple Pods, because I don't think I don't I don't check, but I don't think we have many reviews, if any. Yeah, I don't think so either. <laughs> We have some, I'm sure, but uh, definitely leave one because I know it helps. I don't know how much, but I'm sure we'll see more people pick up the pod if you if you engage more. So do it. That's what they tell us. That's what they tell you, yeah, right? That's what everyone tells us. We don't. We don't know. <laughs> we don't necessarily care. We like doing this. So yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> that's why we're here. All right, uh, let's go back to partying let's then. Back to the party now. Let's party. Let's party. Yeah. And all you listeners out there, party on. Party on.